Holman, on the Truck Show podcast, we have interviewed so many of our heroes in the truck industry. Wouldn't you agree? I would uh, I would agree with that. Okay. Something tells me that our guest on this episode could be one of our new heroes. Now, I'm not saying that they are as of as of this moment, but something tells me deep down in my gut that this guy could change the world of trucks. I think if nothing else, he's going to be incredibly memorable, and I'm looking forward to talking to him. We've been chasing him down for a few weeks now, trying to sync up our schedules, and I'm so excited that he's going to be on this episode. So what I'm saying to you guys listening is don't tune out of this episode because I'm pretty pumped. You know I love entrepreneurs, and I want to get to this. I think this guest has it all. One thing that our upcoming guest would probably not have been doing was standing on his roof, 9.30 p.m., praying he could get the hot water to flow in his house. Oh, you mean that uh, call on, uh, let's see, was that a Saturday that I... Uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. It was. Uh, it, was uh, it was a couple of days ago at which I had no running water in my home. Okay, so uh, let's go back to this mm. because uh, what people don't realize is that you pinged me and said, hey, uh, do you have a tankless water heater? Mm-hmm. And I said, uh-huh, yeah. And he said, did you take your old water heater out and where'd you mount it? I said, yeah, got rid of the old water heater and I put it out in the side yard. uh, You didn't do it. Your plumber did. Uh, That's true because I'm smart and I hate plumbing. Now, that doesn't mean I can't do plumbing because I can and I had to because my stupid sink faucet, you know, where you pull out the hose so you can water, do the dishes and stuff. Sure. A 50 cent O-ring went bad and the only way to replace that is by spending $52 to have the whole entire hose replaced. Yes, I had the plumber do my tankless water heater, okay. but I am no stranger to plumbing. I hate sweating pipes. I hate plumbing. I hate, hate, hate. Everything about plumbing sucks because just when you think you have it figured out, it's it goes sideways on you. Not a fan, and I was laughing at you because I had just gone through my own plumbing thing. You had been pinging me on questions about a tankless water heater, and then you said something that was absolutely stunning to me. You said... Yeah, I don't know what I said because I was uh, very upset you, you at don't, the moment. No, no, no. I'm talking before that. Oh, oh, no, I don't. What did I say? Where you said, I'm going to do it myself. And I said, I'm sorry, oh, what? Yeah, yeah you, I did. You're going to replace your water heater yeah. with a tankless unit and you're going to do it by yourself. Uh-huh, and I did. And then on Saturday, after I got the uh, the edits written up for last week's episode, I said all the edits and you said, oh, I'm not I'm not available to make those changes. Yeah, that that happened. And then what happened, Lightning? Well, you texted me at somewhere around five in the afternoon. That sounds about right. Okay. Flash forward to around 9.30 p.m. Uh Sunday night. Uh Uh-huh. I'm on my roof, (laughs) and I'm getting some uh, some ducting work done so my tankless water heater can vent, Uh right, and not light the garage on fire because it's mounted in the garage. And I still at that point did not have any running water, nor did I have hot water running water. Uh But I will say that shortly thereafter, I plugged it in, I ran my gas line, and about an hour after that, I had a hot shower. Uh, You you just skipped an entire section. I sure did. (laughs) (laughs) How about the point where you said, I have a water leak, Mm -hmm. and there's so much water in the pipe, I can't heat it up enough to sweat it. That also happened. (laughs) That also happened where I had a bad solder Uh in the joint, and I had my kid go out and turn on the main uh, 
uh, on the, the water supply yep. and ah, just made a puddle all oh, really fast yeah. all over my garage floor. Yes. Yeah. So then I couldn't figure out how to get the water out of the pipe so I could heat it up enough because the water inside the pipe was cooling it down. Uh-huh. So I'm on there with my torch trying to heat it up, trying to resolder it, and the water's just cooling it down and just fighting me. And about so an and I'm and I'm how many days were you without water? Uh, oh, two days. Two days, but that was that was for another reason. But this is Sunday now, uh-huh. and I want and I re I have to go to work Monday morning. And your wife likes showers, and I haven't taken a shower. No one in my house is taking a shower, uh-huh. right? We haven't done dishes. So you're in quarantine. No water. You're in your house. Nobody's taking a shower. It must have been ripe. Sucks. Sucks. So I'm thinking, how am I going to get the damn water out of this pipe? Uh-huh. I'm going to have to cut it open. I don't want to do that. And then I thought, wait a minute, physics. The hose on the front yard may be at the lowest point of the house. Uh-huh. So I walk out to the front yard. I turn on the hose. Sure enough, look, 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 look. I hear the water go down, and it stops leaking in the my bad joint. I was able to throw some solder in there, and so far so good. Knock on wood. Uh, that's knock on fake wood. That's this just is uh, on the yeah, desk. yeah, you know, some kind of medium density fiberboard that we're leaning on right now. I it worked. I still have. Hot-ish water. Okay. Because it's not as hot as my old water heater. I was well, disappointed you, you to find out. You realize there's a digital controller where you it's can- It's in 120. I found out that by default, uh, they set it to 120 so yeah. kids don't scald themselves. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go after- uh, uh, my, Mine is, uh, I think, 130 or 128 because my wife likes the hottest showers on earth. Yeah, so I'm going to have to do 130. The hottest yeah. it goes is 140. So this is not tankless water heater talk <laughs> on the show. This is the Truck Show Podcast, but- I was miserable, but what I I, my, I laid down that night, about eleven thirty at night on a Sunday. Yep. And my wife is bleary eyed because she's been waiting up so she could also have a shower. And she turns, she's like, "Do you feel accomplished?" And she was very serious, and I go, "I don't know." And she goes, "You just taught yourself something you'd never done before. You know, I'd never soldered copper and all that stuff, and I ran all kinds of plumbing, and I I did." All the electrical in the garage, like everything. The whole garage is me. All of it. And your house hasn't burned down, and it's now uh, nah, Wednesday. It, yeah, exactly. I mean, again, knock on medium density fiberboard <laughs> fiberboard desk. There it is. I did it. Well, here's the problem when I you did do it. when you do stuff by yourself. I YouTubed a lot. I will uh, tell you that you don't get that five year, hundred thousand mile warranty. You sure don't. Do you even get installation warranty on your tankless water heater? Do they nope. require you to prove it was done by a professional? Yep. So I got nothing. <laughs> I have, you know, defects in workmanship on the device itself. Oh, interesting. But I don't What did you end up with? What of, brand? Uh, a Noritz. Uh, I have a Noritz also. Uh, that's why I got it. it was, it's, I it's been great. To you, and it's fine. Hmm. I, it's hottish. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's, it's hottish. That's a, uh, I think that's a user error. That, that's might, easy it, to fix. It sure might be. Oh. But listen, dude, I plumbed it and I was pretty pumped. And, and at some point I'll have you over and you can look and- I thought you were going to say you're going to have me over for a shower, and I'm like, I'm no, just looking at the not, water heater in the garage. No, no, no. Totally I have no interest in having you in the shower. Okay, thank you. But I think that you will be impressed with my plumbing prowess. Oh, plumbing prowess. Mm-hmm. By the way, opening up at uh, the- at the Troubadour. Uh, is the Troubadour this time. Yeah. I was well, thinking the Wiltern. Well, you have to wear a mask. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. And you have to stand Together. Six, six feet apart. Yeah. Exactly. But the band will be there. Yeah. Now, the band is kind of spread out. Uh, so is the mosh pit, as it turns out. The whole, <laughs> whole floor is a mosh pit. You can't reach <laughs> each other. <laughs> you know, you right. just spin around with your arms flailing. You just stand there and pogo. <laughs> That's you know, exactly what we're going to do. You know where else you can, uh, you can socially distance? At a Nissan dealership? Uh, I was going to say in the cab of a uh, 2020 Nissan Titan. Because there's a lot of room in there. A lot of room. I think if you uh, sat in the front seat uh, driving, and you had somebody in the uh, passenger side rear seat, I think you'd be good. Now, you talked about warranties. So I need a warranty on the stuff I just installed. Yeah. And I don't really need the warranty on the Nissan. They give you the industry's best warranty, five-year, 100,000 miles. 
but you don't need it because the truck doesn't break, unlike my plumbing. Well, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, if you're interested in a uh, new truck, half ton, uh, Titan, Titan XD from your local Nissan dealer, check them out, NissanUSA.com. Check out the uh, 5.6 liter endurance V8, zero gravity seats. Could we say with the utmost confidence, Holman, that it is the sexiest exhaust note on a truck? Uh, it's got to be up there. Out of all the factory V8 pickups, it's it's pretty nice. I'm saying that that exhaust note is mean. Uh, I don't think people recognize until we pointed it out that on our special Nissan bonus episode that we did that the interstitials were the actual Nissan Titan exhaust note. Yeah, sounds mean. If you can, get down to your local Nissan dealer and test drive one. And if you actually drive one out... Go straight home, get on your laptop, and order up a decked system to go in the back because that is the one-two punch right there. So you've got all the accoutrement of the Nissan Titan. Okay, Winnebago man. And and you've got the utility of the deck system. So 2,000 pounds on top of the deck, so you can store all your lumber, your quad, your ATV, your tent, whatever on top of the deck system. And you've got these great sliding drawers. Uh, lockable, weatherproof. Decked.com. And also, if you got that check engine light, that pesky check engine light that's been haunting you, peeking out from that black electrical <laughs> tape stuck to your dashboard, check out Innova, Innova.com, for all sorts of diagnostic scanning solutions. I found a new one, Holman. Oh, yeah? Yep. So you'll find this funny, Holman. I hop in a car at lunch, one of my coworkers, and we go to the local Jimmy John's to get some sandwiches. Okay. All right? Because you can do the takeout thing right now. And I see a business card on his dashboard. Okay. And I reach over, because I'm dying to know what it was, because he's in the Jimmy John's getting our sandwiches. And I pull the uh, the business card over. It's covering a freaking check engine light. See, you thought I was kidding when I told you people covered them up rather than addressing them. I was like, I can't wait to tell home this is a freaking business card covering what a was check the, engine light. What was the business card? Uh, a plumber. <laughs> it really was. Oh my god! It really was. Well, we've gone full circle he on this one. He didn't know that I had done some plumbing, but uh, oh, that's funny. Uh, so, if you need a diagnostic scan tool, check out Innova.com. It's like having a technician in your toolbox. Holman, if you don't mind, let's start the show. The truck show. We're gonna show you what we know. We're gonna answer what the truck, cause truck rides with. Truck show. We have the lifted, we have the lowered, and everything in between. We'll talk about trucks that run on diesel and the ones that run on gasoline. The truck show, the truck show, the truck show. Oh, oh. It's the truck show with your hosts, Lightning and Holman. Holman, I would like you to dial a billionaire. Is that a new show or a new segment? <laughs> oh, that's a new segment. Do you have music for it? Uh, Dial a billionaire? <laughs> no, but I really should. Man. Huh. Do you know any billionaires? I don't. Well, I think we we're do about now. to. Yeah, we do. All right. Oh, my gosh. Why don't we uh, call Trevor Trev- Milton, the founder and CEO of Nikola. Nikola Motor. Hello. Is this Trevor Milton? This him. Trevor, it's Lightning and Holman Truck Show Podcast. How you doing? I'm good. How are you guys doing tonight? Fantastic. Don't move. We have a quick intro, and I must preface, it's a little embarrassing. <laughs> what does it take to be an entrepreneur? What does it take to be an entrepreneur? With your job and get a loan. And don't let anyone tell you you can. Go into debt and don't look back. Don't worry, there will always be another crappy job. This is what it takes to be an entrepreneur. 
so we've never played that for a billionaire before. No, we haven't. <laughs> and it might be the last time we play it for he, a, a billionaire or soon-to-be billionaire. He's going to hire somebody to come kill us now. I don't think he would do Dude, that. play it again. No, seriously, play it again. <laughs> All right, here okay, we go. Here we go. What does it take to be an entrepreneur? What does it take to be an entrepreneur? Quit your job and get a loan. And don't let anyone tell you you can't. Or we could. Do you want to play on the other alternative we were no, thinking no, about no, playing? No, 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 stop! I want to ask Trevor: <laughs> Is the jingle accurate? Is it? Does it describe? Are, are you on board? Story? I don't know. I just started like kind of you know jam- dancing a little to it. So I don't know what it, what it was, but it just made me happy. So it is happy. Well, okay. So the lyrics are about the fact that you risked everything, and you can always get another crappy job. But you decided to follow your dreams and, and go be, to the bank and go to the bank, <laughs> take a loan, risk it all, and start and, a new company and be an entrepreneur. Yeah, it's. Uh, I saw this quote today. It said, "What are you most proud of?" And and they said, "Trying." Yeah, and that really. That really made, it really stuck with me today. You know, it was like a really powerful thing I saw, and I usually hate those memes, but it was it was really powerful because the thing I'm most proud about in my life is trying because I've had my you know ass kicked so many times in life. It's like it's so wonderful to to just feel like you gave it everything you got. So let's uh, I'll just put this out there. So we don't know each other. We we sort of know you through Dave, and we had him on to talk about the Badger, but we we're hoping that we Dave could, Sparks yep. of Diesel Brothers fame. But we we're hoping that we could kind of expand to talk more about uh, not just that product, but also what's going on in your life and and Nicola, and from an entrepreneur standpoint. But you and I are connected on LinkedIn, and I have been uh, I have to tell tell you I'm really impressed with some of the interactions right now. Obviously, going through a tough time with COVID and people losing their jobs and stuff. And I've been blown away. I've seen, uh, I mean, it's got to be five, six, seven, probably more than what's been in my feed where somebody has said, hey, I'm an automotive engineer. I'm a designer. I just lost my job. I'm looking for something. And the first person to respond is the CEO of Nicholas saying, send me your resume. We're hiring. And I just thought that that's so inspiring that you're, you're out looking out for people and looking for good talent in a time like this. I just, I just, I just wanted to, to say that because I've been following it. It's just, it's been, just blown me away. Well, cool. I didn't even know you were following. That's, that's awesome. I mean, I should, uh, you know, I should have responded to more, and then I wouldn't. <laughs> have but look, here's the thing. I, to be honest with you, I've, I, uh, I really, I just have this big soft spot in my heart for people. Like it hurts. It hurts to see people like where they have no hope. And I've, I've spent countless hours every single night. I probably added like four or five more hours to my work schedule every day since this coronavirus has started, just trying to help place these people that have been um, affected and a lot of them I'm trying to hire, you know, cause these big, our competitors are laying everyone off. And so for me, it's like the greatest chance in my life to hire people that have two decades of experience and you got to be an idiot to ruin the loyalty of these employees. And so I've just been really lucky to be able to bring a lot of people on to Nikola. We've already hired a ton of them. You know, we're going to hire hundreds more and, and uh, I'm very active on, on LinkedIn. I mean, very active every single day. And, I think my wife is uh, is is not too happy about that. <laughs> it's like, uh, what's that ding? You're like, ah, just hiring more employees. Don't worry about it, babe. <laughs> <laughs> so that does is that scary to you to say we're hiring hundreds of employees because you've run businesses before, small, medium size, where this is it sounds like the biggest organization you've run to date. Correct. Oh, by far, yeah. Definitely the, the biggest biggest today. And it is a little scary, but the thing is we need these people and we've got the money and you know, we, we 
we're getting ready to go public in a, in, you know, or merge in about a month and a month to a month and a half will be listed on the NASDAQ as NKLA. And it's the investors have, have just given us a ton of, of great capital and confidence to get these vehicles on the market. And so it didn't, the, the coronavirus didn't hurt us like it did the rest of the country. Um, because we were pre-revenue, we weren't already building, we, we didn't already have vehicles coming down the factory line. So we were really lucky in two ways. One, we are pre-revenue and number two, that we deal specifically in trucking. And right now what's going crazy, Amazon, you know, everyone is shipping more goods. They don't want to go to the store. So we got really, really lucky that we picked an industry that was almost recession proof. So a quote was that I just read, I founded the company to completely disrupt the energy and transportation market. I knew that Nikola would not be successful if it only sold vehicles like other manufacturers do. Much like Amazon, we knew vertical integration was key. From day one, our goal was to integrate the truck and the energy it consumes into a single solution or lease payment. Huh? Huh? Uh, Lightning has smoke coming out of You guys are like better than Google. No, seriously, (laughs) you're better than Google here. Like, I'm not kidding. Do you know how many people I talk to that have no clue about Nikola's business model? First of all, you guys are awesome for actually understanding it and and asking about it. So I'll give you a quick 10 second on this. Really, it comes down to the fact that Nikola is an energy company. That's what we are. You know, we want to replace oil companies. And every, this is crazy, every truck that our competitors sell, they'll only make ten or $20,000 on a truck. That's all they ever get from it. Every truck that Nikola sells will make a quarter million dollars on. And that's why we're, that, because we've taken away the money from the oil companies. We bring it right in-house. We provide them with the electricity or the, or the hydrogen for that vehicle. And that's why we've been so successful. It's just like Amazon of trucking. You've got to own the supply chain or you're no different than any other e-commerce company in the world. It's also similar to maybe, you know, Apple with some of their thinking on their phones and their, you know, iOS being sandboxed where anybody who's third party has to still go through Apple. There's still some revenue sharing there. You're in that ecosystem for the life of the product. Exactly. No, exactly. See, the iTunes network is literally the most valuable asset to Apple. It's because they own the the supply chain. It's like the fuel for the truck. You know, the iOS is like the software for the phone and and the people that don't get it, it's amazing. I meet with these big OEMs that, you know, they call us in, they want to meet me. I go in, I sit down with the, with the CEOs of these $50 billion companies and, and then they, they get in there and they say, why are you special? Why can't we just squash you? I mean, that's the first question they ask me. And I'm like, I'm just, I, if you could see me right now, I'm scratching my head and it hurts. <laughs> that's like, <laughs> okay, so that's it, literally how I feel. I'm like, who, who are these? Like, yeah, you, that's the first question you're going to ask me? It's like being you know? on the shark tank, tank across from Mr. Wonderful asking uh, why he shouldn't squash you like the cockroach that you are. Yeah, but it sounds like they haven't done any research. You're just another guy no, with I, another... I disagree with that. No? I think they come fully researched, but they are so tied into the traditional model of business and they are so monolithic. Well, are they that defensive? It's, it's. I think that's part of it. And I think that they are the, the supply chain. Obviously, making a vehicle is incredibly difficult Look, from, from engineering. You guys to are dead on, but here's what it comes down to. They hate me. Uh, to be honest with you, this is what it is. They, they truly just don't like me. Here's this young guy who came up who said he was going to build this truck in the future that they couldn't build. And the U.S. Department of Energy gave him hundreds of millions to go build a super truck, and it, and it wouldn't even drive on the road. It broke down. It wouldn't even move. 
And here's this young guy out of originally out of Utah who started this company that claimed he could build the most advanced semi truck in the world. And now he's delivering beer to Anheuser Busch with an eight hundred plus million dollar contract, stealing all their customers. And ultimately they look at me and they just think you're a young, inexperienced little cockroach. And that's what they that's just how they feel. And they felt the same way about Elon. You know, I, I you know, he's a different guy. We you know, we're not we, we have nothing to do with each other. But those OEMs hate Elon as well, and, and it's, that, it's that same philosophy. You haven't spent 100 years manufacturing. You know nothing. Who are you, you know? Does that fuel your passion, or does it hurt? Oh, it, Ryle, it gets me so motivated. I, every time I see that, I, like, pop a Red Bull, and I'm like, okay, I tell my <laughs> wife, I'm on the computer for another four hours tonight. <laughs> I'm going to hire all the people that want to leave their company. So, all right, we want to talk about the Badger. We want to talk about your semis, but I think first we need to understand – the ecosystem, like that, we that Holman was referring to. So, give us a quick overview of the Nikola, both vehicle and power ecosystem. Okay, so when you go buy a cell phone, you don't worry about the data that you know. You don't worry about the cell phone towers. There's hundreds of thousands of them around the country that provide all your internet, you know, for your phone. They handle everything. It's the same thing. So when you buy a truck from Nikola, we handle everything for you. We don't just handle the the truck, but we handle the fuel, the service, the warranty, the maintenance, everything. And we're the only ones in the world that do that. So if you go buy a diesel today, you have to buy the truck. Then you have to structure warranty deals with people. You have to structure fuel prices with the big um, truck stops. You have, you have all these complications, insurance, everything. And what we did is we took it all in-house and we said, okay, look, we're going to handle everything. And so when you buy a truck from us, all you do is drive it. That's all you do. And we will charge you per mile and or per energy um, you know point and that's all you do so you don't worry about anything other than driving and the response has been epic 14 billion dollars in pre-orders i'm sorry what yeah 14 <laughs> 14 so billion that, that, billion that's with a, a, B, with a b that's like a dozen brand new nfl stadiums I mean that's that's <laughs> yeah. I mean if you think about it, it right? Because a new stadium is pro- depending is somewhere between nine hundred and one point one two billion dollars. But hold on a second, does that make you? Will it make you a monopoly? No, it won't at all. I mean, there's four hundred, three hundred uh, to four hundred thousand trucks built a year, right? We're only talking about Nikola at the most will produce thirty, forty, fifty thousand. So ten percent of the market is what if we hit ten percent of the market. We will be over a ten, over a trillion dollar company, in my opinion. You hit a home run so, with ten percent market share and have beat yes. your I guess, business case. I guess what I meant by a monopoly is that I'm getting everything from you, right? The truck, the power, everything. But if you were to fail, then I then then I now am sitting with a, a, a expensive paperweight. It is true. I mean, you know, ultimately, if uh, you know, if big companies fail, there's a lot of bad repercussions that come from it, right? Ultimately, that's our main goal is to not is to not fail, and that's one reason why we like making so much margin on our trucks is it allows us to expand our network and be cash rich. We're merging in a month in a month and a half. We'll be listed on the Nasdaq, and we'll have you know we raised almost eight hundred million dollars in this listing. You know we'll we'll be sitting on almost a billion dollars uh, total, and so we have no debt in our company um, other than a few tiny machines, and so we've been really lucky to uh, to be in that position. Well, I, I wanted to circle back to uh, the eight hundred. Uh uh, billion dollars 
for eight hundred million dollars. Yeah, I was just gonna talk about that. That was just like my my bonus last year. So I mean, that doesn't really sound like that much. No, like eight hundred bucks. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Sorry, yeah, eight hundred. That's why I'm a, a podcast guy because I wasn't good quite at math. a few. Uh, quite 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 a few uh, less zeros. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, is that how that works? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're missing a, a couple there. <laughs> and so. <sighs> Talking about that number, this has got to even, it's got to floor you. Look, I know you're an entrepreneur and we talked about this and I'd like to, I guess before we get on to the ecosystem and the badger and the fuel technology. Why don't we take them back? Because I'd like to hear about his kind of the history of, of the successes and failures on your path to, to where you're at today with Nikola. Because I think that's as important as the products are and as important as the revolution that you envision for the industry uh, that you guys are trying to, to, to push forward. I think I, I think it's important for our audience, our listeners to kind of hear what did you have to go through to get here? Like, what built those strengths or those decision-making ability? What did what did you lose? What did you gain? So let's go back in time. That's our that's our way back card. Nineteen eighty-seven. Oh, then the heart, the heart should be synthesized. Then look, this is the very best part of the whole of of everything. This is the story that I love more than anything talking about in my life because I. The thing I teach inside of Nikola is the, is it's okay to fail. It's it's what I teach and preach my my engineers. It's okay to fail. You will not be held accountable for failing. When I was six years old, you know, my dad was the manager for Union Pacific Railroad. We moved from Utah to Las Vegas, and I grew up on trains. I grew up driving locomotives. Oh, so he sent me oh, you don't know. Right? You just yeah. wait a whole. You on. just said the magic word that made uh, lightning basically have hearts coming out of his eyes. <laughs> I I was I was the heart emoji. Right. Hey, Good thing I called from uh, my the noise cell phone. for the locomotive, dude. Come on, where's the noise for the locomotive, <laughs> dude? I don't have one. But listen, I have been on this podcast asking anyone if yeah. they if they work for. You, know, you want a train ride. ride. I want a train ride. And I was like, nope, you got to be union. It's dangerous, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, please, I just want a train I, ride. I'm just glad that I called Trevor so his number's in my phone because uh, you would stop him. <laughs> you're, a, you're a dick. I want to know him. I know you do. It's creepy. I can, I can totally get you a ride on a train, okay? <gasps> oh, so, don't here, say that. Even better, even better is this. I'll tell you in a minute what, what, what I'm going to do. But here's even so just hold out for that. That'll create some anticipation. But I want to tell you about the story when I was young. Because this is like what changed my whole life. I was six years old driving on the on this locomotive, and the in the engineer was telling me about these drivetrains and these locomotives and how they have electric motors at the wheels, and they're the most powerful things the earth has ever used to move freight. And I was fascinated. You know, as a six year old, I mean, all you see is these cables and energy, and you're like, you're, you know, you're just totally fascinated. And I remember clear as day driving in that locomotive, and he looks over at the highway, which is parallel to the re- the rail track, and he says. You know, Trevor, one day they'll be smart enough to build a locomotive semi-truck. And it was like this gigantic light bulb in my head went off. And that's why I tell people, you never know what one statement will change the course of everything in future. Because for the next 30 years, I spent my life trying to build that locomotive semi-truck. And I did. I was the first person in the world to build a locomotive semi-truck. I went through five companies. Three of them were good. Two of them bankrupted me. I lost my, I lost my home. I went into short sale. I lost everything I had. I failed. It it absolutely kicked my butt. I, I remember selling my guns just to get out of the city no, to move to another no, city to work. No, not guns. Yeah. Don't sell those. <laughs> That's the last thing. Listen, dude, I didn't have food in my closet. My gun was the last thing I was going to sell. Oh, dude, I, I hope you had at least like that, that last 1911 that you're like, oh, oh Betsy, I, we're not going to part. <laughs> no, no it, was a, it was just a total piece of crap, you know, but it was okay. I was like, for me, it was just heart-wrenching to lose everything in my life 
And I, I literally thought at that moment, I had no more hope. And this is why I, I work so many hours online with like LinkedIn to provide hope for people. Um, because hope is like the most important factor in someone's life to get out of poverty and get out of the bad situation they're in and to succeed. And so that was what I, I learned through these, you know, I didn't just lose my stuff. I lost my parents' money. I lost my family's money. I lost my relatives' money. It was miserable. So you fast forward through like, you know, the, the, these, these five companies and they all kind of had to do with this, with this journey in life started out with, with cameras and, and, and alarms and, and moved into software for, uh, you know, um, online merchant systems, software for, you know, that's very similar to control of vehicles now into, um, engine technology, into hydrogen storage. And then I finally got my break. I sold my hydrogen storage company to a big group called Worthing, Worthington Industries. And that's what propelled me in my life to build Nikola. Cause I, at that point I had money and I was able to pay off all my debts. I went back and I actually paid off a lot of my old investors that were, that were in my old companies that failed. And I didn't have to do that. Wow. I was like, I made amends. I was like, you know what? I'm going to, even though I'm not obligated to do it, I want you guys to know that I know how much your money meant to you. Did any and of I those people come back to you? It. Did you, did you, was that relationship building where they were obviously thankful to get their money no, back, but did no, they believe actually, in you? Many of them tried to sue me again. It, it was really sad. Was oh, like, wow. You go, no good deed ever goes unpunished in this life. But no you know that, that you did the right thing. I, hell yeah. You know what? I woke up, I never felt better in my life and knowing that like, and now a lot of them have turned the corner. They call me and like, and appreciated and send me emails saying, Hey, I, I was really wrong. I'm, I'm very sorry. Like, cause they were very upset and I don't blame them. Look, when you lose everything and you invest in someone, you're investing in that person. And so I felt a personal responsibility to go back and help these people. And I've done it. I've, I've, I've gotten, you know, most all of it all taken care of for the ones that I can get a hold of. And I'm just so glad that I, that, that I did that. And, uh, and that's where, you know, then I used all that money to, uh, you know, the, from the, what I sold that company to build Nikola. And that story is just crazy. You know, the story to getting here to where I am today is just nuts because the, the odds were, you know, 5 billion to one, I would ever make it. And how I did it still is, uh, is, is still a mystery, you know? How did you reinvent yourself after those failures? Because some people just give up or they go get a job for somebody else. They work for someone else. They're like, I've tried the entrepreneur thing. I opened up the boutique or I tried consulting, whatever I did. And, and it was too tough. And I, I'm over it. I'm just going to go get a nine to five somewhere. That's what happens with many, many entrepreneurs. You know, I, I, this will, this will be kind of the, the, the heartstring part of my, of my life is the one that's the closest to me in my, my personal life is when I was young, I was uh, eight years old. My mom was diagnosed with breast cancer and, uh, and it spread through her whole body. And by the time she, I was 14, she had, she had died. Um, so I watched her from my entire childhood, you know, essentially slowly die and cough up blood and go to the point where her arms were as thin as my fingers. And I remember so many times where she would get up and try to get out of bed and she would fall and just start bawling, you know, cause she just would never give up. This woman was the greatest inspiration of my life and she would never, ever give up. And the, and to bring, and I know it's hard on a podcast, but to, I remember those times when she would not die because she refused to die. She literally held on until her kids told her it was okay. And that's what affected me in my life. I don't understand the word give up. What happens is people put me in a corner and I lose everything. And it's like, even a better version of Trevor comes out and it's like, it's like, then I start in hyperdrive and I start thinking about everything that I, you know, what did I not think about? How can I do this different? How can I be better? What can I do? How do I just work harder? What did I not do? Right. And I just kept, 
you know, and that's, that was what my mom gave me. My gift in my life was to never give up. And that means not the fifth time or the 10th time. That means like the 50th time. And that's why most people don't ever make it because they give up after number five or 10. You're never going to make it until you've, you've, you've absolutely just been clobbered 50 times. And then you finally get a break. It's like when they ask you a question, well, how long is this going to go on? And then you go, until. Until? Until. Yeah. You know, our, our president was bankrupt. I'm just saying. There's a lot of people that have gone bankrupt. I mean, bankrupt, yeah. bankruptcy is not necessarily a, a, a horrible thing. It's a tool, right? But the things that come along with bankruptcy are what's bad. Bankruptcy in, in uh, and of itself is, is a financial tool. But the human yeah. toll... And the morale toll. It's, it's it, demoralizing. It is demoralizing. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And to carry that and you know burden it, around your neck. And here's the thing. The investors that, I, that deal with me now, they appreciate all this. They actually want to see you go through this stuff because, you know, now groups are investing hundreds of millions and billions into our company. And the reason why they're investing into that is be, a lot of it is because of me. They're investing in me. Now, the business model is a, is a creation of mine. Um, and, and my teams, but ultimately what happens was, is that they want to know that you've failed. They want to know that you've, you've been destroyed and gotten back up. And because when times get tough, they want to know you're the right leader. So all those guys out there listening right now, like if you failed, all that means is that you're going to be a better leader in the future. You're going to have more compassion. You're going to understand more and you're never going to give up and people will invest in you because of your failures. And this is why I teach my team. It's okay to fail. I think we should turn it right now. And a lot of people don't know what, if they didn't hear the show when we were talking to Dave Sparks, sure. it's what is Nikola? And we know now that there's a um, uh, a system, it's vehicles and energy. A philosophy, right? a business model. But what are the vehicles and what is the energy? So we got a couple really cool, easy products to understand. First of all and foremost, we do big semi-trucks. You know, the ones that haul 80,000 pounds down the freeway. That's the number one. All zero emission all electric on the on the wheels. We have the patents on it, so they have electric motors directly to the wheels. Once again, locomotive semi-truck. That's what we built, and we've kicked ass with that. $14 billion in pre-orders on those trucks. And, and by the way, there's other and, companies that are getting into the space, but they're not doing it the same way you are. You're talking about uh, motors at the wheels, where a lot of companies are taking an existing conventional uh, drivetrain out of a vehicle and they have, or they have a hybrid system with an inline motor going through traditional axles and, and things like that. You guys, yes. basically the motors are at the wheels from a generator on board or a fuel cell that's pushing the power to them. Exactly. And look, to be honest with you, the only one that knows anything about anything out there in the world is really Tesla besides us. These guys are, they're building something very similar. It's a battery electric truck. We build both battery electric and hydrogen electric. So it, you can order either way because each one have their own advantages. And so really the only guys that know what they're doing is really Tesla because everyone else is just building existing diesels into electric and they'll never compete with us or Tesla. So you're starting out way far in ahead of them. I mean, is it because they're strapped to old school technology and it would mean kind of so, they'd have to bury their old business and start anew? Yeah, it is so complicated. It's cool, though. This is like the easy way to understand this is, is to – in order to build a, a, a futuristic electric semi-truck that can compete with us, you have to scrap everything you have on your existing platform because these guys have got body controllers or these like little controller, these like computer systems on, the on their vehicles from like 20 different suppliers on their vehicle. It's a total mess. And so this is why you don't get an, you, you buy a $200,000 Mercedes, you still can't over the air update it. But a Tesla, 
you buy in in, in 10 seconds, your car is like rebooted, you know, with some cool new stuff in it. it. That's exactly like what you have to do. And so Nikola did the same thing. We, we started fresh from scratch and built an entire platform around a supercomputer system. And so that supercomputer system is what controls the whole vehicle. And us and Tesla are the only groups really in the world that know what we're doing around this type of technology. And so that's kind of where, um, that kind of gives you an idea, like why these guys can't do it. Cause they just, they keep calling their suppliers like, yeah, we need this and this, but the problem is those systems can't communicate to each other. They don't work. They're all on different platforms, different bootloaders, different code, different source, different security protocols. And, and then by the time you're done, you've lost 20% efficiency and your, your vehicle's worthless. So what happens when you're looking at a clean sheet approach to a vehicle, whether it's a pickup truck, whether it's a semi, and we started the show by talking about how you're hiring and looking for good engineers out there that probably, in, in, for lack of a better term, have you know learned bad habits at the other manufacturers. How do you level set with new employees who are smart, brilliant people in a traditional OE environment, but now they have to think completely differently when they come to Nikola? No, no. He hires 17-year-olds. That are <laughs> in, interns. <laughs> exactly. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's the only billion-dollar company that's all interns. Yeah, exactly. No, he's yeah. hiring the fry cooks out of McDonald's. You know what I mean? Hey, some they all work for free. They'll never be paid. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, most of these guys are actually dying to get out of their environment. They hate that. They hate this like old-school philosophy. They want to work on stuff that changes the world, and they've been told to stay in this box their whole life, and they're just waiting to get out. It's like the Tiger movie. You know, these guys have been in cages, and they're just you know, this tiger series, <laughs> he doesn't want to leave, man. And, and that's just what it is. You just let them out of their cage and they just, these guys just turn into awesome people. You let them, you let them have freedom to, to control the whole vehicle. And they just love this stuff. So you are the, their new lease on life. Uh, he's their new tiger King. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> what, minus the sequence. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. He hangs out at Lake Powell. I mean, uh, there could be some beads yeah, and stuff going on. We haven't on. talked about that Instagram yet. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. Don't worry. So, so that's the first product is a big semi truck, right? Now you asked me about the other ones. So the, the, yes. the other ones are is the, this. We have about three or four other projects. Let's talk about the other ones first because they're quicker. We have like this off road vehicle that's all electric. So imagine a Polaris Razor, all electrified, seven hundred horsepower super mad, ready to go up any hill in the world, you know, all waterproof. That's like an off-road vehicle. And it's kind of like a Jeep Wrangler on, you know, on with mixed with a supercar. Now I saw, I, so I think, I think Trevor, I saw this at sand sports expo two years ago down in Costa Mesa, California. I think this was, it's the sand colored, uh, side by side. Is, is that yes, what we're that talking was like about? Our version years ago, right yeah. now it's like, wait till you see the one that's going to be unveiled. It's our final production version. And it's beautiful. It's fully sealed. It's got HVAC. It's got heaters, cooled seats. Like, oh man, you know, you've got doors, windows, powered everything. It's like a real. It's a real vehicle. The best way to think about it is a is like a Jeep Wrangler mixed with like a supercar, with a, with like a Ferrari. Yeah, yeah, with a Ferrari. Well, that's, and these a, sounds the, like an electric super, uh, like a super sand car. The first version of that is I think really kind of how we got introduced into Nikola as a brand from like the Enthusiast Media and Four Wheeler Magazine and stuff when we saw that. And that was sort of the first thing that we kind of, you know, eyebrows raised. Okay, who are these guys? And then we've sort of followed the trajectory from there. Yeah, it's cool. It's coming out literally end of this year. We'll have them out. We're going we're gonna to unveil them like actually out driving. Like with, and we've had previous versions driving, but this is the production version. Super awesome, way better. 
So that's one version. And with that, we actually have an electric watercraft. So imagine like a, a wave runner, right? All electrified, four hour ride time, zero to 60 in, you know, somewhere around two seconds. Oh just my God. Pissed off. <laughs> just pissed off. You know? <laughs> You're going to start getting so, sued for pulling people's no. arms right out of their sockets. Okay, so I have to pause here, Trevor. Who's making this stuff? Where is it being made? Are you did you you are you tapping into someone else's factory elves. or no Ma- magic elves. magic elves? Yes, <laughs> yeah, magic elves. <laughs> we're, we're no, we're we're going to be building these in our factory in Phoenix. So we have a we have a factory down in Phoenix going in. It's on 450 acres, and it's about a million to two million square feet. And we break ground this year. So all this stuff you know, a million, give or take God. a million. <laughs> That's a mass. By the way, if you don't know commercial real estate or factories or plant, that is a massive building. Well, dude, I was at in, at Ibach not too long ago, yeah. and they're in Corona, and they yeah. have 300, just over 300,000 square feet. And that's a big building. And it's big. Oh, Toyo. You've been in Toyo. Oh, I've been to Toyo's, and, yeah, the tire warehouse out in Ontario. Yeah, Toyo yeah. is Raiders, it's Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, for tires. It, just, it looks like a like a funhouse mirror, has set up, so it just goes forever. You're like, there's no, no way. No, no, no. You know you know. Toyo's warehouse is? It's that video on uh, on Instagram where you see the forklift operator hit the pallet rack and they'll go down like dominoes forever. Yeah. yeah that's what it looks like. Every time I go into the uh, Toyo warehouse, I'm like, oh man. <laughs> it's just gargantuan. And this is going to be bigger, it sounds like. Huge. It is. I mean, and it's, uh, it's, it's crazy. I mean, this stuff is like, you know, a playground. I mean, to build these things. I can't wait to give people tours. But it, it really is. It's like a, a building is so long, you end up having to have electric bikes inside just to get around because it's it's so big. So we have this electric UTV pulling an electric watercraft that you can charge the watercraft off of the UTV. So you can go to the lake, ride around on the lake for three hours, come back to your trailer, top it off, and go back out for another three hours. And so that's like our, you know, they always call that the Trevor Pet Project, right? So <laughs> inside an ECLA. Because... It's, it was never built to be this like huge profit center. We never thought it would be really turn into anything. We built it because I wanted it. Eventually, what happened was the response was so big. We got like literally. There's like there's there's interest in the billions and billions of dollars now. We don't even know what those numbers are because we have so many reservations. We don't know which ones are real and fake. So now, when somebody so, comes to your office, when you spin around in your chair and you're petting your white cat really slowly. <laughs> 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 it, oh, wait, is he's the uh, the James Bond? Ca- well, he's Blofeld, yeah. the bad guy. <laughs> no, he's not the bad guy. I'm just, I'm just saying he's reached a certain spot in life where people <laughs> have doubted him, and now he can have a glass office and pet a cat, and nobody can say anything about it. It just and, that's and Trevor's cat. Pretty bird. All you got to say is pretty bird. <laughs> pretty <good> bird. <laughs> <laughs> now, okay, so where where does that? Let's let's stop at the the side by side or the off road. What are we calling it? Uh, the end is called the Nikola NZT. So NZT. November Zulu. Yeah, uh, you know, Tango. Okay. It and, stands for net zero toll. Okay. And how does that stand? How will it stand price-wise compared to, say, the most popular one right now, which is the Can-Am Maverick? It's way more expensive, and we knew this going into it. We're, we built, like, what we call a Halo program. It's kind of like the it's kind of like the, the motor sports program for Audi or Volkswagen, right? Like, you're, you're designing new tech to come into your vehicles. So this, these things will be probably around, you know, on the high end right now, 80, 85,000. So it'll be kind of like what a brand new Tesla car costs, but it's, you know, an electric vehicle, but it's, it's ultimately made to be off-road. It, it, it can, you know, you can launch at 60 feet and land on a sand dune on the downhill and it won't hurt it. It's like made to, <laughs> it's made to go underwater. It's fully waterproof. You can, you can, you know, we're going to, we're going to have some like scuba accessories where people can literally go underneath it, you know, come out the other side. Periscope with, like, depth. The gear. 
I so, want to know how big it is. Will it fit in the bed of a pickup, or will you need a trailer to take it out to wherever you're going? Well, actually, Arizona will it, probably put plates on it, but for those of us who are, don't live in the free world and uh, can't put plates on those things, what's the size? <laughs> Same size as a Can-Am, so you'd you need a trailer, just like any other off-road uh, UTV would. You'd need a trailer for it. So we're going to pull it with a Badger. You might. Exactly. <laughs> there you go. That's the the next step is probably my favorite product in the, on the entire planet. It was a, this was a program I had been working on for years. And what was really interesting is, is that like, I was assuming Tesla was going to come out to come out with this like totally badass truck. I thought for sure they were going to have the most amazing truck the world has ever seen. And so I had been working on this for years and I decided to back off because Tesla was going to come out with this truck. And I was like, well, if Tesla comes out with it, there's no reason to compete. I mean, me and Elon, we compete all the time. And I kick his ass on big semi trucks, but he knows what he's doing on pit, on on electric cars. So I was like, I don't really want to go and just try to cut into that market. It's 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 no fun. And then they like they launched this thing called the Cybertruck, and it was like this travesty to to like mankind. <laughs> Listen, here's the thing. Here's the thing. First of all, like it's really funny because if anyone's ever been following Nikola, knows that like us and Tesla are like arch rivals. Right? Like we're literally like the arch rivals. And the funny thing is. I've never had anything against Elon. I always thought he was like a pretty cool guy. He's like very, you know, socially awkward, but like he, sure. he's like, he's one of those guys that doesn't ever give up. He's like, I don't care. I'm going to go until I literally like fall over dead. Like I will never give up and I'm going to show you I can do it. I have so much respect for him on, on that level. And what's funny is, you know, he, he despises me on all levels. He doesn't, he has no love for me. That's okay. I have love for him. Trevor, hold on a second. How do you know that he doesn't, does he tweet at you or has he said stuff in the no, press? He's never tweeted at me in his life because he doesn't, he doesn't like it. But the, the main reason why is because of, I've got guys that I know that are inside of Tesla now and guys that have left and come to workforce. There are some really tough stories in there about what he said about me and what he's done. And that's okay. Like I, I know he doesn't appreciate me or like me and that's okay. Cause the reason why is because of the name of our company, we named it Nikola motor company. And he was furious about that because his, his, his you know, name of his company is Tesla, right? So right. it's like, he's like, why'd you steal our name? And it's like, look, I had, this had nothing to do with you. It was the fact that Nikola Tesla was my childhood, uh, like, like a lot, like millions of people, they're heroes. He was the smartest electrician in the world. He's a Croatian Serbian engineer. He built the alternating current, the generator, the turbine. This guy was a genius, right? And so I named it after him. And it had nothing to do with Tesla. We own the trademark for Nikola. And so he, like, that was what set him off. He was, like, this uncreative piece of kind of kid. <laughs> so <laughs> it's okay. Like, that's how I felt about him with the Cybertruck. I was like, this uncreative piece of kid. <laughs> um, so when we, there's a picture, I, I should text it to you, of when we first saw it that, that Tesla took of our jaws. And I remember when I walked in the room, the very first thing I thought to myself is, this that's, is that's not, the not truck. it. Yeah. Right? And I... There's just this great picture, but I want to know, so I, as being in automotive journalism and on the truck side for almost 20 years now and, and doing this for a living, I consult for a lot of different companies. Will you allow me to come in early to see the Badger before anybody else and see if I can break it? No. <laughs> Not to break well, it. I will definitely let you come see it, but I already know you can break it. So <laughs> I will definitely let you. Listen. I already know you, you. You could break it. Okay, I'm not. I'm not going to promise you can't, but I will promise you I will let you come and I will even let you drive it with me. I w I would love to do and that. Here's the thing: this Badger truck is unbelievable. So when this when that Cyber truck was launched, I actually tweeted out to Elon. I said, "Hey, look, dude, I'm I've been working on this program, and I wasn't going to show off these pictures, but 
if you want a truck that people are going to love, I'll, I'll even give you the design of this truck. This like truck this is an early version of it. And I, and I used a very early version because I didn't want people to see what it really looked like in production. So I sent it off to him, and the response went through the freaking roof. I mean, it was the highest, at that time, it was the highest response tweet I ever had in my life at that point. And people went crazy over it. They were talking about how amazing it was and how it's the greatest, uh, you know, greatest, uh, uh, best-looking truck they've ever seen, and why couldn't Tesla build it? It went so viral, and people were so excited that I was like, you know what? Maybe I really do need to build this thing. And so we ended up uh, we ended up just putting our team back on it, because once I saw that truck they are building, I've driven trucks my whole life. I'm a, I've been like a Ford, you know, like a Ford F-150 Raptor guy. Like I've been driving them for a long time. And I was, and I knew that you, this truck, the truck that they built, the Cybertruck was not going to fit the, the, the workhorse market, the market that buys a million trucks a year. There's no way it will, you know, he might get 10, 20,000 a year from his fans, but in the actual work world, it's, it's not going to do what a Ford F-150 would do. And you can't pull a trailer for four hours with it. You know, it's going to die in an hour on a trailer. So I, I just decided, I was like, you know, I'm going to build, I'm going to take our stuff. I'm going to re input this program in. And we built this thing called the Badger. And, um, and that's where heavy D that's where heavy D came in. That's where Dave Sparks came in. You know, that's the whole, that's essentially where I, I, I reached out and I was like, dude, I want you to come up to my ranch fly up here. He, he is a, he loves to fly. He's a helicopter. I'm like, get your butt up here. I want to talk to you because as much as good as I am and stuff, I want to make sure that I've got the guy who literally builds the coolest builds in the world. And the guy who knows how to modify trucks and break trucks like you, I, I wanted a truck breaker and I, and I didn't know you at the time or I would have called you, you know I mean? It's <laughs> damn missed opportunity. But, I should have, yeah. I should have reached out on LinkedIn a, a lot earlier. So that was where he, that's where he came in. That's where the whole entire, you know, he came in he said, and he's kind of consulted with me from day one on how to build this truck to be the most badass, best truck that would actually fit the real work environment that would do everything a truck would need. That's what was so weird about the Cybertruck is that to Holman and I and guys like us, it looked like a truck designed by guys who weren't truck guys, right? right? Who weren't going to use it. They, maybe they lived in Santa Monica. And right? I said that. I said, and, I, and they lived in the city. They they wanted to haul some groceries, or they maybe they wanted to go off road. But it just. But there's there's also some inherent things to that design. So for example, I'll just throw one thing out there, just because it, it goes to the thought process of the different design teams. They wanted it to go as wide as a Raptor, right? Because the, the Raptor's cool. It goes off road. You can have these really awesome long control arms for a lot of wheel travel. Except on a Raptor, the body is inset because the fenders and the axles got wider the truck itself didn't get wider so you have that stability on the cyber truck the whole thing is as wide as a raptor the problem is when you go to park there's no room to open the door to get out in the urban environment that you're probably going to see it in and so there's a lot of like things like that that's sort of like how trucks work how people use their trucks those little things where i just you know i sent a list a, a giant email about here's why i think you're crazy here's some cool ideas that you that i do agree with but I think it feels like you aren't really there for the truck people. <laughs> well, so, that's, that's what's no, different about right. the Badger, and, right? Yes. Here's the thing, dude. I knew from day one, I was like, look, I've got like five points I have to hit or, or, or we'll never win. Because I'm all about like, I, I'm a very methodical thinker when it comes to success. It's either like you, you, you don't get too emotionally involved. And that's what happened, I think, with the Cybertruck. These are the things I need. I was like, look, I need continuous torque. I need continuous um, usage. I've had electric vehicles. You put a trailer behind them. I had a t I've, I've driven a Tesla for almost five years now. So I'm, I think they're awesome. 
You put a trailer behind a Tesla and your range will drop by 80%. When I was at LA Auto Show a couple years back, I think Holman and I even discussed this, but they they had a, a Model X, right? So that's the SUV version, and they had a little trailer behind it. And I openly laughed. I go, there's no way. They had a oh an Airstream behind it. And I thought, you well, couldn't even make it to Arrowhead well, from LA. To take that one step further, there's been a couple studies out there at the current battery density that Tesla has on the production versions. Now, granted they're going to have a different battery technology going into the Cybertruck. But to get the range that they're quoted with the weight of the vehicle, the weight of the vehicle has to be over 10,000 pounds, which is massively heavy it for is. a truck. So and I'd have to fill the Airstream with batteries? W- well, <laughs> but, but I mean, that's not even a joke because people have thought about having a battery generator or something that you can ex- extend range that could plug into the back of an electric truck. Like those ideas have been out there. But what's interesting is the battery pack itself would have to weigh something like 5,000 pounds to store the energy yeah. at today's current battery density. Now you're talking about 5,000 pounds of weight that as, you know, at least with fuel, gasoline or diesel, the weight gets lighter as you use up the fuel. And obviously hydrogen has some other advantages uh, in a fuel cell vehicle, but pure battery, that's a lot of weight to be carrying around all the time on your vehicle. Well, that's why we built the Badger. I mean, to be honest with you, this is like, so our truck can go 700 miles in a real environment. It'll whoop a Ford F-150, it'll whoop a Silverado, it'll whoop a Dodge Ram. And, and why is that? Here's the thing. So we, we offer the truck in two configurations. For the people that are not going outside to their city, they can go 400 miles on battery electric alone, okay, three to 400 miles. And so they can order it with just the battery on it if they're not worried about pulling stuff. So these are the people doing jobs inside the city but not really not really using it daily as a driver. real truck. The daily driver. The guys are going to use it as a real truck. Then you have got to put hydrogen on it. And this is why we've been so successful. And no one else can do this, by the way. This is why we're gonna. We're, this is why we're gonna win. We spent a billion dollars essentially on our hydrogen program in our with our semi truck, and we're the leaders in hydrogen technology around the world. We have the only semi truck running that can pull an eighty thousand pound load, the only one in the world, and the only one that can beat a diesel. We took that billion dollars in knowledge and we put it into this pickup truck, and we said, you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna build this this Badger truck, and we're gonna put our same fuel cell in it as an option. So people can order it with just the battery or the battery with the fuel cell. And with that fuel cell, you all it takes is about five minutes and you're topped off. And you could theoretically go about three to 400 miles on hydrogen in five minutes. Wait now, a second. If you, if, if, <laughs> wait a second. Wait a second. What kind of current, what kind of heat are you generating? No, no, no. To, it's putting hydrogen in the fuel cell as a fuel to convert the energy while he's driving. Yeah. So you put the hydrogen into, into high pressure. So it stores at 10,000 PSI, right? And he's yeah. like in these, in these tanks. You're, you're, so you're, not, you're storing is, the hydrogen. You're not storing the electricity. Uh, exactly. You store okay. hydrogen. And, it, and it's the smallest element in the you know, uh, molecule in the, you know, essentially in the, in the world. So in the universe. So you can store more energy in it than any anything else in the in the universe. So a little tank that's like two feet long, you know, and, and like a foot wide or so is like equivalent to like a quarter, or a third, or a, or half of the battery of the Tesla. So it's like this tiny little tank could store essentially 30, 40 kilowatt hours of energy. You know, it's 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 crazy worth how much how much energy you can store. The other thing about hydrogen so high- that I think uh, real quick on trucks is that the amount of electricity it generates allows you to have an output, whether you're charging your off-road vehicle that you're towing behind it, or whether you need power on the job site, a, a fuel cell can literally power attractive houses if it's done right. Yeah, so that's one thing our truck actually has. The Nikola Badger actually has a 15-kilowatt power export. So you can power anything. You, know, you can power a projector. You can power a, a, a small welder. You can power, you know, it's essentially a generator that can power an entire home. 
And that's what's so cool about the Badgers. We built this thing to be a true vehicle, and it has a plug. You can you can run it anytime you want, and it runs off of our. You know, you can run that 15 kilowatts for dang near. Uh, let's see, probably around 60 or 70 hours before it would run out of energy. And so, if your how if your power went down, you could plug your truck into your house and power your entire home off a 240 volt 15 kilowatts off of the Nikola Badger, while the rest of your entire neighborhood is down. I think electric cars are great. I think all the benefits of electric from the 100% torque at zero RPM, the responsiveness, all that stuff. But when you get into a hauling, towing, using environment, let's say, so we've had uh, Bollinger on before, and one of the things they talked about is, you know, it's it, the B1 and the B2, they're adventure vehicles. But the problem is the range is 230, 250 miles. I can't get to the desert to where I want to recreate exactly. from Orange County, California, to the desert and get back. I can't go on an adventure unless there's a place to plug in. And you have some of these other upstarts are like, well, we're going to put all of these, you know, uh, fill-up stations in national parks. But I, I, it's an adventure vehicle. I don't want to go to the national park. I want to go to the back country. Exactly. I mean, look, here's the, this is the reason why hydrogen is so good in certain applications. Look, hydrogen in some applications is a terrible idea. But in, in this situation where you're talking about long-range, fast fill, you want to go from L.A. to, you know, to Denver, Colorado – you know, 20 hours in electric vehicle stopping and charging, and you can make it there in, you know, in half the time or a quarter of the time in a, you know, in a, in a hydrogen vehicle. When you're, anytime you have, cons, you know, consistent use or high load or trailers or weight or, or long range or anything, you have to go hydrogen, and that's the advantage with hydrogen. And we're putting up 800 hydrogen stations around the country. So that's the number one problem that people say is, oh, yeah, well, okay, hydrogen's so great, but there's no, there's no charging infrastructure, right? That's true. Nikola's building it right now. Give it five years. We'll be we'll have complete United States coverage. So if you can just wait five years in your life, you'll have complete coverage. And we're going to be having coverage in most of the cities that we're going to be selling this in first anyway. So you're, if, you can, if you can buy a Badger from us, you'll have hydrogen in your area because we're only offering in areas where we build our network out first. So it's, it's not really that big of a, um, you know, an inconvenience right now. But within a few years, you'll have complete United States coverage, and you can go from coast to coast on hydrogen. And, and you're talking five-minute fill-ups, and you're, and you're off for another. Our truck will go six to 800 miles on a single charge. So you're lowering the, so, the barrier for somebody to consider a new fuel and by putting the infrastructure with the truck and where you intend it to, to be sold. Yeah. This truck is beautiful. I'm telling you, you've never seen anything like it. I'm going to show it off probably around uh, in, in probably sometime in December or January. That's where we're going to unveil, you know, somewhere around that time frame, we're going to unveil it to the world. Like the real life one, the driving, beautiful, kick-ass, real metal panels. I mean, like the real truck, power seats. Like, we're not talking about the the, the pushers everyone puts out there as a fake vehicle to show that what they're doing. We're talking about a real vehicle, like, you know, fully functioning. And that is, that's going to be awesome because that truck there, when you see it, your jaw will drop in a different way than it dropped when you saw the other vehicle. It's gorgeous. I mean, you if you're if you're listening to us right now, when you get a second, or if you're driving a truck, pull over to restaurant nicolamotor.com or, or go to I, at Truck Show Podcast. We've got some assets uh, from Nicola that we'll put up on our social as well. So check that out, um, Trevor. How did the how did it get the name Badger? I don't think we talked about that. Yeah. So ultimately, like I was, everything we've done up to this point all had like the number system, right? Number one, number two, number three, like Nicola one, two, three, all that stuff. And I wanted something that just really stood out. It was the it was the badger is the most fierce animal in the animal kingdom, and it's uh, it literally is uh, it, it's 
you know, they call it, you know, the badger, the honey badger, whatever, all these, it is the most fierce animal in the animal kingdom. They've, it's been rated that. And it's, it's the only one that can get bit by a king cobra or by, and it'll fall over, it'll pass out, it'll wake back up, and it'll go kill that king cobra. <laughs> so it's this animal that is uh is it's just fearless and it's unstoppable and the idea behind the badger was is we own the trademark on it and i wanted something that was absolutely fearless and unstoppable and could go anywhere and would would just get back up and and eat everything alive around it and this is going to be my greatest vehicle i've ever built we've already changed the world of transportation with the hydrogen truck We've accomplished everything I've ever dreamed of in my life with that. And now I get to, now I get to go out there and I get to show, you know, Ford, GM, Dodge, all these guys how to build a real truck. And it is going to whoop the shit out of these guys. And it's not just a short spurt. It's not zero to 60. It's zero to 100 miles up a hill pulling a full load, a real truck. What is a full not load a on the badger? Truck, but are, so, well, it's, it's going to be rated at over, you know, over 8,000 pounds on the towing. But theoretically, you could go. You know, we're working on air air stuff on the suspension, which Dodge already has. I mean, there's just common components you can buy already sure. on the market. But there, it, it could go up to, you know, we're we're going to show it pulling loads up to probably fourteen thousand pounds to show how badass it is. But it's not going to be rated for that for the public. We're going to put a lower rating just for safety of around eight thousand pounds. But this thing is, it's a full size pickup truck. So uh, essentially, like the the size of a like a um, of an F one fifty is our, was our biggest target market. Who do we want to take? Take, you know, who do we want to take down? We want to, we want to go after a market of a million trucks a year. We'll never get there with this thing, but if we hit hundred, hundred thousand trucks a year, you're going to be a, our company would be worth more than, you know, more than, uh, more than Ford would. Well, so, to put that in perspective, um, I think Duramax puts around 80, 85,000 diesels in Silverado's and Denali's stuff like that. So there's round round up. You got a hundred thousand, right? Ford F Series sells around eight hundred or so. They hit a, a you know million a while back, but as the uh, the traditional uh, vehicle market softens right now, I think we've already hit peak automotive. So they say uh, they're around I think eight hundred thousand units a year. That's a lot of trucks. That's a lot of trucks. So the styling cues. Let me ask you this because you you said you've driven a, a Raptor. It sounds like you are a real truck guy, which maybe Elon not so much, but. You're a real truck guy. It, you took all of the great styling cues from all of our favorite trucks. You kind of melded them together, and you left out the crappy ones. You left out the new Silverado grill. <laughs> you left out. It hasn't grown on you yet. No, it hasn't. <laughs> I mean, I think we the High Country. You know, or, I, the High Country looks nice. I, I'll, the High Country is fine, but yep. you got that's why everyone's going GMC on this one. Yeah, the GMC with the molar, yeah. with the molar grill. It's true. Yeah, <laughs> it looks like a giant. Tooth. But here, here, here's the thing, dude. On styling, if you notice anything about Nikola, everything we have is absolutely stunning. Yeah, we've gotten a war. I mean, everyone that's called us has said we've never seen better vehicles in our life. Like you guys have the best design. You're the closest thing to Apple we've ever seen outside of Apple. And it's, it really is around style. I mean, the style, like when I did, when I built that truck, I, I sat down with my designers and I designed the entire thing with them. I, I was like every, I mean, I flew to Italy. I was working with our designers in Italy, the guys that help, you know, all the, all the, the amazing supercars. Like I, I sat down with the top designers in the world and our team as well. And I told them everything that, and believe me, they came up with hundreds of versions that looked hideous. I, one of these days I'll show you the versions <laughs> that we came up with. Oh, we'd love to see them. And I can't I'll have to show them to you. I literally have, I, I literally have probably, I don't know, I've probably a hundred different versions of that truck that we looked at before we finally came to this compilation of what we wanted. The grill had to stand out. I wanted something. The front was so unique that no one had ever seen it. 
and we nailed it. The front is the most it's the most unique front on a pickup truck you've ever seen, and it's beautiful. The sides are gorgeous. It has a little bit of a. I always tell people I have a love for the the, the Japanese culture. It's got a little flair of uh, of what you would see in like a little bit of almost like a little bit of Nissan. It. I brought some of that style ideas in for philosophies of the Japanese in there. Now I'm going to give away a little secret here, okay, on your podcast. I mean, just for everybody, this is going to be something I'm going to give away. All right, hold on, oh, hold on. If you're if you're going to give this away, we got to we got to get the drum roll ready. <laughs> We're ready. <laughs> All right, man. So I am a pilot. I love to fly. In in aircraft, they have these they have these rails, and these rails allow you to move seats forward and back, and and every they're like specific rails to aircraft, and they use them in all kinds of cargo, and they're very very well built. I've implemented these rails throughout the entire truck, on the top of the truck where light racks can go, on the back of the truck, on the back top of the of of the entire bed, inside the bed, on top of the bed, in the cab, everywhere you go, there's these rails. And what's so cool is with with aftermarket tie downs you can get from anybody, and these little these these uh, these connectors, you can literally create anything you like. You can tie anything down on the truck anywhere you want, including the inside of the truck. It's on the walls, and it's like literally you can like clip this in, and within five seconds you can tie down a you know a refrigerator in your back seat. And it's it literally came from my aircraft uh, background. That's like they love it. They love it. They're going wild. They're going crazy in the back. Actually, that's just me and lightning clapping. A lot of us. <laughs> All right, well done. Wow. And, and, and here's, one, here's one other thing with that that you're going to like. We put 12-volt outlets or 12-volt connectors, Deutsch connectors, all over the truck. So when these aftermarket people go and build they're not cutting in and splicing in your wiring harness. It's like, why aren't these OEMs that smart? Where's that noise? Yeah, thank you. Bring that audience back in. There it is. Thank you very much in the back. The guy in the back really loves it. Really loves it. Deutsch connectors for the win. Yeah. Deutsch connectors for the win. All right, I'll give you five bucks if you can spell Deutsch right now. Go. D E U. Uh, how's it Deutsch? It's not D E U. Uh. No, I don't. I don't remember. But I remember. Remember my roof rack. I, yes. I, finding those connectors no, is a bitch. I, I know it's hard. I mean, and here's the problem with connectors like that is. Different colors sometimes mean different ports or different you know, ways they fit in, and you can't. It's just the whole thing is, yeah. Oh my I god, I love them. I love them, but that is so. He has the free reign to create anything he can dream of in this truck. Are you anything you want? Are you making a dually? Not yet, but it could be done down the road. Okay, okay. We're not doing it yet. So Holman, wait yes. before we move on. All right, all right. So uh-huh. it just occurs to me. Yes. The front end of the Badger. Now he talks yes. about the Badger as a one badass mamma jamma. Wait, hold, right? hold on. Will the base Badger be, let's call it Raptor Awesome Off Road, and then will you have a Honey Badger? Would be even better. Well, hold on. Be, don't answer that. <laughs> don't. I want. I want. So the front end of this. I want to see truck? some dude with tall black socks. Tattoo sleeves, a flat bill go, yeah, I got a honey badger. <laughs> he might. He might. I'm going to show you okay. a character from right. Battlestar Galactica, yeah. and you're going to tell me that that is the front end. That is a Cylon. Oh, it kind of looks like a Cylon. That's a Cylon. That's cool. And Cylons kicked ass. The chrome bad guys from Battlestar Galactica, that's the front of your badger. Kind of looks like that. I'll, I'll give that nod to you. All right. I'll have to see it. I haven't seen it yet, but I'll check it out. I, C-Y-L-O-N. You know, be, I'll check it out. And look, this, this truck was built for real truck enthusiasts, like literally like 
There's no more weird stuff you have to do to add light racks. It's all built there. The power connector is already there to output with the exact amount of watts you need. Every throughout the entire truck, all these connectors are there. All these rails are there. Like everything is there that you want. And we 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 actually build this thing with you know with uh, 35 inch tires, right? So the idea is that you've got the ability to. You don't need to go out and lift this thing where you screw up your entire lift system. And you know you're you're you know you, the thing I hated about trucks is you lift them. And you they look them. beautiful and they drive like crap. Yep. I told my team, look, man, everyone's going to lift this crap. Everyone wants yep. a, a beautiful truck that's like that's lifted and. It doesn't mean we need to add a six-inch lift, but it means it needs to be able to handle a 35-inch tire without having the, the you know, the, the alignment going well, out of whack. You, so, you know what it needs to be? It needs to have big enough wheel wells that you package yes, protect for the next tire. It doesn't tire. grind. Exactly. There you go. It doesn't yeah. grind. And you and need so to that have, was the whole idea. Look. That front axle needs yeah. to be far enough forward from the firewall so that you can turn the tires and not rub when they're at full uh, articulation and, and full But stuff. couldn't he do, like, portal axles? Couldn't he Well, he's something? designing it from scratch. He can do whatever he wants. I, that's what I'm saying. It's like he could yeah. have the ultimate ground clearance. Sure. I, I, my, I'm just we looking have at- awesome. I mean, that's the thing, dude, is it'll outperform a Raptor in every category. It's got better travel. It's got better suspension. It's got better handling. It's got better rock calling. It's got better center of gravity. It's got better everything. It'll uh, we're, just, we're actually going to pin it against the Raptor. I'm just saying you're going to need And the Badger's going to eat the Raptor. I'm just okay? going to say that you need a uh, <clears throat> endorsement from uh, Sean Holman <laughs> uh, at some point. Just uh, <laughs> so, let, let me know. <laughs> Trevor, Trevor, you may not. I know he's he's joking, but I can say this from, from working with, uh, with Sean Holman for 20 some odd years and I worked at a radio station for 25 years K-Rock in LA and I knew Holman from being on on the uh, the print side in the media side and I was an enthusiast so we teamed up to do this podcast a couple years back and um, I ended up in the truck industry I work for Gail Banks who you may know and I we started this podcast and I learned kind of some behind the scenes of what Holman was doing consulting Jeep consulting FCA guys consulting Ford I would say that it actually would be fun for you to give him a sneak peek because the dude's got chops when it comes to trucks. And he's not a guy. He's not a, a guy from Silver Lake in L.A. going, well, this is what a truck should be. And I'm a writer. This dude romps on him. So it yeah, would be the nicest hey, thing you've ever seen. And we'll make it introduce me. And we'll make it happen. I love I love this stuff. This is like. I'm all about the big show and the reveal, and we're gonna we're gonna sell out an arena for this thing like you've never seen. I mean, we're gonna have ten or twenty thousand people at this unveiling. It's gonna be something you've never seen before. It's gonna be a raw, It's gonna be a concert, you know. And I I am all about these really fun stories. Like this is what makes it so fun. If I don't do this stuff, if I don't you know bring in all these great people that you, that you're mentioning about, and, and you guys as well. Like, what fun is it building the truck if you can't if you don't give people these really awesome inside scoops come in you come in tell you how you, you oh you did a great job or oh you all over the place a terrible idea like i love this is what makes it so fun so you line it up you line me up and i'll do it i'll, well, I'll make I, it happen i, I, I think you, you i think you you didn't understand i'm talking about the guy in the studio with me right now that's sean holman no no i know i get that so what i'm no what i'm saying is you guys were both wanting to come i'm like come on out or earlier you were just telling me once so now i'm saying look both come on come on out let's make this happen we'd love to are we coming to Utah? Are we going to Arizona to your new factory? What are we, what are we doing? In all seriousness. It will be, it'll be at a undisclosed location, and we'll probably uh, chopper you in. It'll be, it'll be out in the middle of somewhere where you get to actually drive it. You get a rock crawl. You get to see it in real action. And I, I want you guys to actually see it be a truck, not just, like a, not just see it in a studio and drive around the block. I'm excited. I truly believe this is not vaporware because – 
We've both, Holman and I have both, this is lightning speaking, we both had friends and, 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 and people in the industry around us that have created a lot of hype and the product never launched, whether it was a dot-com, whether it was a physical object. A vehicle. A vehicle. Uh, but I, I believe you, Trevor. I think this we're going to see this. I do. Well, I mean, look, we, we've already filed all of our S4 filings for the merger. And this is probably one of the smartest things we did because what it did is it put it out there. Every, everyone got to see all these contracts we have with all these big OEMs. And ultimately, these guys come in and they, they you want to talk about due diligence. They, don't, they go through everything, including your personal life, everything you've ever done. They're like, hand us over everything you have in your life. And it's like, they sit down with, your, with you, your family. They sit down with everyone. They want to know, they want to dig into everything. And what's really cool is that, like, these guys came in and they analyzed it. And while we're big competitors, for instance, like, uh, you know, we're really big competitors with, like, Fiat Chrysler. You know, I've met their CEO. I've met, well, I've met the CEO of all these groups. And, and these guys are like, dude, what, we can't believe what you guys have done. It's really incredible. Like, we never thought that you guys would be able to pull this off or achieve it. And you go, you go in, you sit down with the, you know, with the head of Volkswagen. They're like, you know, they talk about how great Germans are, and they are with, with engineering. You know, but they're like, they just like, can't believe it. They're like, how'd you do this? So we've been, not only have all of our investors actually done all the due diligence, but we've had most of the other OEMs into our building to actually come look at us because we've talked about like, hey, you know, is there a potential to work together or not or whatever? And, and most of it turns out no. They're like, you know, they, they just want to know what you're doing. They just want to know everything you're doing so they can, they can compete against you. But it's been, you know, the S4 filings with the SEC going public, this is like the best thing we ever did because it brought it allowed everyone to see that we're not vaporware. There's true legitimacy. Everyone's done the due diligence. And, and there's no more question about, you know, we've been called vaporware since we started. But luckily now that's kind of, we've been able to overcome that finally. It's a bummer because I, I invested personally in a company out of uh, Northern California, the Bay Area, that was building a two-wheeled motorcycle with a gyro in the bottom. So when you stopped at a red light... It stood straight up, and it, you sat in a pod, and it had some safety features, airbags and whatnot. But I'm 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 an old school two wheel freak, and I wanted this to be real. And the CEO was constantly posting, and then they were constantly posting. The, the media guy that they hired was saying, "Oh, the CEO is talking at this event and that event," and and they never talked about the vehicle. It was always about the company or the structure or this round of financing. And I go, dude. I need to see this thing. I need to. I need to see it with my own eyes, or I want my deposit back. And I eventually got my deposit back, and it You're sucked lucky. because I really wanted it to be real. And it's still to this day. This yep. is uh, nine, almost nine years ago. Nothing. Look, ninety ninety nine percent of entrepreneurs fail, and I don't. You know, it's really hard. I have a lot of sympathy for them. You know, you got to kind of like sell it uh, to get people to believe in it. You know, most people don't come from a lot of wealth, so they can't just like go build it. Uh, we're we're really lucky where we had you know we've had products out we've actually shown demonstrations of them we've driven the truck we did the first commercial delivery with a hydrogen fuel cell truck in America we did we delivered a whole whole truck full of beer with Anheuser Busch to their state you know to the hockey game I mean we're you know we've been out there and, and the good news is you can see the real product and remember when I was talking about a ride you know a ride in a locomotive like when you guys if you got whenever you guys want to come out to Phoenix you just tell me when you want to come to Phoenix in our headquarters. I'll give you a personal tour of the whole headquarters and I'll, I'll actually take you for a drive in the, the locomotive semi-truck, the hydrogen semi, the Nikola hydrogen semi-truck. And there's only been about probably about 10 or 15 people that have ever ridden in it outside of our Nikola team. Wow. Coleman, so I'll what, give you what, guys uh, a ride in it. We can be there by, it? we can be there by lunch. I was going to say, <laughs> I'm, we'll I go mean, now. It's a six hour drive. I mean, we could literally leave and be there by lunch. <laughs> 
So I'll make it happen, though. You guys email me about when you want to come. We'll line up a date here in a couple weeks just for when I'm back in town on stuff, when this coronavirus thing is over. Yeah, I would love to. And let's uh, let's line up not only that, but I want you guys to see what a locomotive semi-truck is because you can see what started out as a dream as a kid to where it is now. And uh, and that's what's great about Nikola. I mean, Nikola is, is I think, is going to be one of the most valuable brands in the world. I think we're going to overtake everyone just like just like Tesla did. We're totally opposite of Tesla because we focus on the on the on the commerce world. We focus on vehicles that are bought for work, not for consumerism. We have some consumer vehicles, there's no doubt, but almost all of our stuff is around a necessity to move freight or to work. And we focused entirely on that, and also the energy side, to where we don't just sell a vehicle; we sell all the energy with it. And I, I, I think that it's, uh, I think it's going to be one of the best stories that's ever told. And if it, if it wasn't for Heavy D and Diesel Brothers, to be honest, you know, look. We know that they've been hardcore into diesel, and what's really cool is to see people be able to say, you know what, I'm a diesel diehard, but at the same time, I know the world's changing, and I and I, I want to show people that we're there for the best technology. We're agnostic, and I think that that's a, that's an admirable thing. You know, it's very hard for them to go to their 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 audience and say, we are bad. This is the biggest decision we've ever made in our life, and it is because they're they're essentially saying that they have they have joined in and you know, these are products that are going to replace diesels and diesels will be banned eventually. So, I mean, give them prop, you know, I, it's, you know, we got a lot of pushback, you know, people were like, I can't believe you partnered with diesel brothers. And I'm like, you know, look, here's the thing. They're, they're geniuses at what they do, but here's the thing. How dumb is it for you just to say, I'm going to stick my head in the sand. I'm not going to work with someone I don't agree with. It sounds like politics, right? I don't believe in that. I, I believe in like you working with people, no matter what they believe and helping them come over to like, see the benefits and advantages. To, and now they're true believers in how, and how zero emission can be the diesel. And, you know, if I were to just shun them or whatever, they would never come to that conclusion. So I, I think it's better to work with everyone rather than, rather than have this division, you know? Well, I, I've, I've got to say from following you and, and even just to go back, I know that, you know, we're talking about, Hey, let's get, get us out to, uh, to the factory. I don't know if lightning knows this, but, Originally, when the Badger came out, he and I were talking about it, and he's been working with Dave on some other stuff through his day job, and obviously being part of Motor Trend Group, which is part of Discovery, we've crossed paths before and had asked Dave if he would come on. I just reached out to you on LinkedIn and said, dude, let's let's make this happen, and within a day, I had an email from you and uh, your PR person saying, let's get this set up. So I, I really appreciate how... Uh, you know, not every CEO who is as busy as you is as uh, approachable to try and uh, have conversations like we had today. This is great. I, I love you guys. Your, your guys' uh, your guys' uh, uh, platform is awesome, and it's it's truly American what we're doing here. It's so fun. It's the David versus the Goliath, and those stories are what really America rallies around. To be honest with you, right now America needs a story to rally around. We've been kicked in our freaking teeth. And you know what? Everyone is going to stand back up and they're going to, we're going to get through this. We're going to, you know, this whole coronavirus, we're going to come back stronger than ever. I have no doubt about that. This isn't a true American story. We're an American company. You know, we're internet, we have international people all over the world helping us, but we're true blue and through, you know, red, white, and blue American, American guys building trucks, building cool stuff, helping economies, helping Phoenix. We're hiring 5,000 people in a depressed area. That's what gets me going. It's the most important thing. Screw everything else in life. If you're not making people's lives around you better, uh, what what good have you been, you know, doing on this earth? And so I appreciate you guys with the platform where you get a you get to talk about a lot of these really cool things, bring people on, and and uh, you know, for me, it's 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 awesome. I'm really glad I got to come, and my door is wide open to you guys, and and hopefully your audience got to got to enjoy uh, hearing some of the 
raw feelings that I have about things, you know? You know what's weird is our audience, you would think, we have everything from a guy whose dad has trucks, but he doesn't have one, young young people who don't even have their driver's licenses yet, to hardcore off-road racers, all the way up to the guy pulling freight cross-country in a semi-truck, trying to look for something truck-related. Even though we don't focus on the semis, we do you know, more consumer trucks, and we kind of delve into that a little bit. We've got a ton of guys who are driving Super Duties and Silverados who have a semi-truck and their CDL, and they're hauling freight across the country. And so we have such a wide variation of, of listeners. Whenever we have somebody truly unique with a story like this, it's amazing how many emails and phone calls and uh, just it blows up. People love hearing about this stuff. Man, I think we want to believe that a guy like Trevor is real too. Yeah, you know, and it that also the American helps dream us. is still alive. So we don't know that much about the other guy in El Segundo, California, wherever the hell. Sure. Yeah, you know the the, yep. the down the road truck. from us here, and we don't know that much about him other than some PayPal stuff, right? And I think we know, and we're gonna know a lot more um, about n- not just. Nicola, but all the guys in the entire executive team, I have a feeling that we're going to know because top down, he wants it to be personal. He wants yeah. it to be uh, emotionally connected with his truck. Well, and that's what our show does. Our show humanizes these brands. Yeah. You know, it's one thing to know the brand makes this widget, but when we have the head designer from FCA on or the chief engineer from GM on or the CEO of Nicola on, all of a sudden, you now have these human, this, these human moments and this humanization of these brands that people go, wow, I, that's, there are people that are just like me that are passionate, that are behind these things. And um, I, I think it's great. It's been a lot of fun. You know, we're, we're going on year three now for this thing. And the amount of people and the stories that we've been able to tell, it's been a lot of fun. So, Million-dollar question are, here. You guys are awesome, man. Thank You're, you. Yeah, go ahead. Thank you. So uh, do we know what the street price and the street date for the Badger will be. And approximately when it goes on sale. So we're going to be, we're going to have two versions, the battery electric and the hydrogen. So the battery electric is going to be somewhere in the, in the 60 range. Um, some probably around 65 to $70,000. Okay. There'll be a $30,000 upcharge for the hydrogen uh, fuel cell. And that's ultimately what our real costs are on it. That includes the fuel cell, the tanks, the, all the other stuff you need. So everything in it. You just say, do you say three or 30? 30, 30. So it'll be right wow. around about 100000 for the for the fuel cell version. You can get a suburban RST for around hundred grand. now. No, I know. But but why is that technology, forgive me for not knowing, why is it so expensive? Well, it is right now because it's not in, it's not in humongous production. But that's why, that's why Nikola is so great is that once we get this up to scale, there should only be a $15,000 upcharge. But it's going to take us about four to five years to get it there. So the people that are going to buy it first can be like, hey, you know what? Either it makes total sense for my business on an economic standpoint, or I've just got the money, and rather than spend $100,000 on an electric car, I'm going to buy the most badass truck the world has ever seen. And it's a lot more fun to have a truck because you can do everything with it. You can, you can go cross-country. You can go to your families. You can go off-road. You can go camping. You can go hunting. You can go fishing. You can do everything, and you can't really do that all on a car. And so it, I think a lot of people are, are waiting for this truck. So – you ask price point, seventy, you know, right around seventy to seventy thousand for the battery electric version, around hundred, you know, right under hundred for the for the fuel cell. Are you going to be able to buy this, or will these be leases only, like the fleet side of the business? They'll be able to buy these, but we'll own the hydrogen infrastructure, so we make money on the energy anyway. So it's, it, it. but we will just we will just sell these. Um, anyone can own them, just like you can any other car. And then our our delivery time, we're hoping right now we're shooting for a two year uh, SOP start of production from now. We're going to show off the uh, very beautiful, amazing 
first ever fully independent suspension front and rear independent torque drive with motors on every you know for every wheel you know everything we're going to show off at the end of this year so it's going to be really exciting um you know we're two years out on production and uh and you know right now people can go online and just re- just just say hey look i want to i'm interested in this we're not taking reservations yet like other people because we actually don't let people pay for things before we can uh you know before we you know, we don't want your money to go operate on like other people, like a lot of other companies are doing. So what we said is, look, you can, you can show interest in this. Just go online and say, Hey, I want to, I want to reserve a badger. You don't, you don't pay anything. You just say, Hey, I'm interested in a, in a few months when we get ready to do the event, then people can essentially at that point can say, Hey, I want to be at the event We're we're probably going to sell uh, tickets to the event, to the show, to the, you know, apparel, things like that to let people come. But we still won't take a, a deposit on the vehicle until we know we're ready to deliver it for you. You've already ordered your colors and everything. So it's a, it's, it's a very uh, legitimate business model where we're not trying to use people's money to operate on. Gotcha. Another question that we can't, uh, couldn't let you off the, off the phone without asking. <laughs> Lake Powell Trevor, tell us about your Instagram handle and tell us your obsession over one of the most beautiful places on the planet and why didn't you change the Instagram handle because you're about to be a CEO of a big car company. <laughs> it's funny. The first thing that uh, Dave Sparks told me, he says, dude, you got to change that. And I said, I said, why? What, what is heavy D? I don't even know. Why, why you <laughs> so here's the thing. I mean, I, I, I originally had Trevor Milton as, a, as an Instagram name. I was, you know, I had it. And then I, I loved Lake Powell so much that I, I fell in love with it. I have a houseboat on Lake Powell, and I, I love the lake. And I fell in love with it, and it had so many memories, and I got engaged at Lake Powell. I, it's where I have so many memories there in my life that it's like one of the most special places on earth to me in my heart. So I changed my name to Lake Powell Trevor, and uh, someone else took the the Instagram name Trevor Milton after that. So I could never go back, but ultimately for me, it's a very easy thing. It's kind of, it's kind of uh, catchy. You know, you, you talk about Lake Powell Trevor, like no one else will have anything close to that. Lake Powell Trevor, it'll, you know what? I'm owning it 100% <laughs> love or not. I don't care. It's me, you know, and, and that's who I'll, I'll forever be. And so you can, you can, you can go find me at Lake Powell Trevor um, on, on Instagram and follow me. And by the way, I do videos all the time. I'm really like, I'm, I actually show you around my facility. I give you inside stuff that you would never see anywhere else. So, it's pretty cool, and you can find me at, on Twitter at at, at uh, Nicola Trevor, which is just N I K O L A T R E V O R. So the people that want to find me through the business name, there you go, Dave Sparks. Shut shut up. You know? <laughs> I, I do follow you uh, at Lake Powell Trevor. Yeah, and, we both do. Yeah, yeah. And uh, just this week, you had posted a picture of a couple of checks, which I thought was pretty freaking awesome. If you want to just talk about that real quick. Yeah, I, I, dude, so I, you know, it was my birthday actually on April 6th and I was really, uh, I was really kind of sad. You know, I, I hurt my, I hurt my back. I was being a little down on myself. I was like, you know, I was in bed, the coronavirus, everything's going on and it's kind of sad. And I, and I thought about it and I was like, why am I sad? You know, why? Cause my mom was never sad and she had everything going wrong in her life. And I was, you know, with, with sickness and I was like, why am I, why am I sad? And I realized that my mom spent her entire life serving others. And I was like, you know what? I need to stop this. I need to stop being um, a selfish person. I need to stop thinking about myself. And I need to give something that hurts. I need to give away something that hurts. And so what I did is I took one of my prized possessions. I own a Audi R8 supercar, V10 plus, spider, white on red, and almost brand new. Wow. It was my dream car. I own it. And you know what I said? I, I walked out. I, I thought about this in my house. I said, what, what matters to me most? What's going to make me realize that I, that 
my asset, you know, things do not control me that I, that I can give anything to anyone. And in that moment, I decided I was going to give my prized possession away, my supercar. And so what I did is I'm taking that money from that supercar, a hundred percent of it. And I'm, and I'm, and I'm going to help families that are hurt. So what I did is I, I didn't just talk about giving it away and you give the money to someone, you never see it. I wanted to help people around me that, that were in my community that I didn't know, but that I would run into one day. So people that would actually be affected. So I called the mayor and I said, I said, I want to know everyone that's passed due. You don't need to give me confidential data, but I'll, I want you to tell me the total amount of money that the entire city of Camas, Utah, and Oakley, Utah are past due on their bills. Everyone who's past due on their utility bills, I want you to tell me how much that is, and I want you to discount it by 25%, because I want you to have some skin in this game, too. And in the exchange, if you'll discount it by 25%, I will pay off the entire city's lake. You know, these are small towns. So I said, I'll, I'll, these are people that hurt. They don't have any money. So I was like, I'll pay off the entire city lake bills on all their utilities and all their heating propane. And I went and I did it. I took that money and I started paying off all these bills. I don't know these people personally, but I know that they're my neighbors. And I know these are people that are literally hurting. And I didn't want to reward people for bad behavior. But in this time, as I told you before, the thing that people need most in life is hope. And I won't ever continue to reward bad behavior for being late because everyone has a hard time paying bills. I get that. And there's nothing wrong with being late. Uh, you know, it, you, everyone goes through rough times. But I wanted to give people hope. So I took that money and I started paying off things. And I have a list, a, a spreadsheet of everyone, like kids going in, you know, that are late on their college payments. There's families that couldn't pay their mortgages. I went through a whole slew of things and I, and I, and I paid off a ton of these things to help people get up to speed and up to date and to where they're not having their credit affected. And, you know, after I got done over the next couple of days, I woke up and I was so happy. And I realized that the, the feeling I had of being sad and depressed went away by serving other people and giving what I loved most to people that I did not know. And I was very, and it just taught me a real, a real big lesson again. I said, never forget, no, never forget Sissy, which is my mother's name. And in those, in that moment before that, I was forgetting who my mother was and I, and I cannot be that person. So uh, that's what I decided to do. And I, and it's burning. And I, and I, and I didn't do it to boast to people. You know, there's a lot of people online that hammered me. They're like, Oh, I can't believe you would show your check. You just like, you know, you're like a, you're not even a Christian because real Christians don't, don't, you know, don't ever show off. And I said, look, even, even God healed, you know, even Christ healed people in front of others. It was not about, I'm not, I'm not Christ. I'm not God. I'm not anything like that. I'm just a lowly old person. But what I wanted to do was inspire others to do the same. So it was, it was about inspiring others. And I said, look, I know that this is going to be out in front of everybody. I know I'm going to get hammered by some people. They'll never be happy no matter what I do. But this is to inspire other people to follow, to follow this lead and to go out and start paying off their, you know, paying off people's past due bills that are around them, that live around them. Go be a good person or go help and go, go do service. Well, lightning. So I did that, man. Uh, how, lightning, how are you going to? Uh, I, I, uh, I feel like I'm a piece of crap now because uh, all I did was hand out some <laughs> toilet paper to a neighbor who was in dire need of some rolls, and I feel like uh, I need to step up my game. But so what I'm going to do is I have a brand new Sting Gray. No, uh, Jeep no, you JL, don't. No, you don't and, have and that. I'm going. You to, have a rusty C20. I'm going to sell it. No. Oh, that's your brand yeah. new Stingray Jeep uh -huh. JL. Yes. Yeah, that's mired in Michigan right now. <laughs> On the other side of the country that I haven't seen yet. Yeah, well, I was going to give it away, but I guess it's yours, so I yeah, can't. Yeah, you can't. No, this is the thing, dude. It doesn't matter what what anyone does, and that was the thing I really <laughs> told people out there. Is it doesn't matter how little or small, even if it's just your time. Go help people. 
just just be good people, man. And and I think that this world is hard enough as it is. We all need to really help each other. Amen. Brother. And stop, you know, stop attacking each other. Just let's just be good. Just at least for the next two years, just be a good person. That's if you want to change after that, go change. But just help people right now. <laughs> all right, that's it. That's going to yeah. be our our new thing for two years. Be a good person. Be a good person. I like that. I like that. I you're going to break this on the way out of here. Down the 405, you're going to cut somebody off or you won't be a no, good person anymore. No, no, no. There's nobody on the 405 right now. <laughs> well, that is true. It's, it's yeah. amazing. All right. Listen, so much, man. I, we Marathon. We are, Thank you. We are going to visit you in Arizona. That is a or promise. Or Utah or in a field via helicopter, look, whatever. Let's make that want. happen in the next – look, uh, let's do this. I want to make that happen in the next three weeks, okay? I want you to be able to tell your audience that you came out. You can do a little video thing, whatever. I want you to ride in the first locomotive, badass – most powerful 2,000 horsepower semi-truck you've ever seen in your life. I want you to drive in it. I want you to actually sit in it and see it and drive it. And so I want you in that. So let's do that in the next three weeks, okay? Can we do it on a... Your your availability. Can we do it on a weekend? Yes, it doesn't matter to me. I'll call my team in. It doesn't matter when. Wow. Well, since my my company stopped traveling uh, uh, for the for the foreseeable future, my calendar is awfully open right Your now. Your company stopped doing everything. There's no one in this building There's but literally us. Literally nobody in this building. We have special exemption to be here. We're in Trevor. We're in Motor Trend in El Segundo, right by the airport, by LAX, and we are the only two humans in this building yeah. of I don't know what is hundred thousand square feet. Yeah, normally four hundred people. <laughs> yeah, we are the we're yeah. there's a giant photo cove next to the Hot Rod Studio where they photograph every yeah. iconic car you've ever seen in, yeah. on every magazine, and we built this studio just after the and we Holman swipes his card we walk yeah. in we're like hello 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 no it's it's funny <laughs> I, last year i i try i did 100,000 miles of air travel and uh this year i have 6 <laughs> so I'm behind on getting my Delta status for next year. It's, uh, it's I horrible. don't think you're going to get any. If we helicopter in, you're not going to get any miles for that. Oh, yeah. I, I, I've already thrown away my platinum status. I was like 10,000 away from diamond, and this year I'm going to be like 100,000 away from diamond. Now, wait. Are you going to make Dave Are you gonna make Dave fly us in? Because he's got you know the helicopter pilot's I may, license. I may, I may do that. You don't know who will show up to pick you guys up. Oh, that's, oh, that's, a, that's a TV show in itself right there. Yeah. Uh. So look, the next three weeks, let's make it happen, okay, guys? All right. Let's make that happen. You guys come out, and, uh, and you know, you talked about vaporware out there. This is the best part about it is I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to actually show you guys, and we're going to go drive in the thing. I want to show it to you. So um, let's do it. You guys, you guys let me know the dates based upon the government, what they allow, in and out, whatever, and we'll make it happen over the next month. Things should be freed up by then where you can travel. And I can't wait to host you guys. I'm going to personally be there. I'll show you around. I don't care if it's a weekend. I'll call my team in, and we'll have a lot of fun, okay? Outstanding. Thank, Thank you, you so much for making the time for us. We really, really we appreciate it, and we're we're inspired. And uh, if you want to find oh, thank out— Thank you, and thanks for everyone who's listening, too. I mean, without that, you don't have a platform to have a lot, to enjoy life and make things, make things enjoyable. So thanks so much for everyone who's actually out there listening. And you if it. you want to follow uh, our new friend, Trevor Milton, at Lake Powell Trevor or uh, NicolaMotor.com. Nicola Trevor on Twitter and— Lake Pal Trevor on Instagram. Appreciate that. Thank you. Thanks, guys. We'll talk Take soon. Care. All right. All right. Have a good bye bye. If he actually pulls off a third of what he's planning to pull off, it will change the world potentially. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is these are the types of moments where you look and go, this guy has an idea that could revolutionize an industry. Now, will it happen? There's a lot of things that need to happen before you get to that point. But I mean, you could just feel his passion in the interview. And how confident he is in the direction that he's going. And I love seeing that when we have entrepreneurs on and people telling about their story. Like they're so sure of themselves. I think the difference with Trevor is that he's gone through the crap. 
But I right? but but Holman, I don't think it's I don't think he I don't think it's just being sure of himself because yeah, he went through the crap. He he he's aware of his failings, right? And he's aware of how he didn't succeed those times. And it molded him. It molded him, yeah. absolutely. But he knows he's not gonna make the right decision every time, but he's gonna work through it. Well, I like the part where he was talking about telling his engineers it's okay to fail. You won't be held accountable for failure because we're trying to push the envelope. I think that is that was such an interesting part of the conversation, and um, I I'd love to do more with those guys. It's just awesome to have him make that kind of time for us here on the Truck Show podcast. Well, I can tell you that I want to go for the locomotive ride. Okay, I want Heavy D Sparks to uh, take us in the helicopter to Arizona <laughs> uh-huh. to go to the facility. Uh-huh. So I'm hoping that what I see on his website comes to fruition, and I really am truly excited about touching the dang thing. If you've been listening to the show for any length of time, you'll see that it's an exciting time in automotive and hopefully we can bring you more stories like that. I feel like you and I are kind of softening up just a little bit. Like we're learning, the more we learn about alternative Yeah, I must, I'm still an power. internal combustion engine guy. Yeah. I like gas, I like diesel, I like turbos, but I, I'm open-minded to the right thing. We've I mean, had some, dude, I work for a guy who's like the diesel the king, guy, right? right? Yeah, the guy. But for me, I'm just I, we've had enough interesting people that are excited about the future. I've got one eyebrow raised. I'm looking out of the corner of my eye, going, "What's going on over there?" Is that what that eye was doing? Yeah, well, it was twitching. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> I thought it was the stress, just freaking out your eyes. You ever, did you you ever have that where your one of your eyelids twitches? Uh, it's happening right now. Oh yeah, it is. I can see that. Okay, can we get to some email? You email? Yeah. Beard when you do that, it's like um, those 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 Christmas uh, claymation shows <laughs> you where might, the my bottom beard is getting crazy. Well, it's kind of like a, is it is it uh, is it South Park where their bottom of the yeah, jaw yeah moves? the jaw just moves like That's the Nutcracker guy yeah yeah your whole beard moves down yes yeah, so you're it, the Nutcracker guy it's getting crazy dude like it's it's this is probably close to as big big and full as it's ever been do you oh god. That's what she said. I don't know how that relates. Uh, you know, it's funny. You know, <laughs> you know what's funny is uh, we were on a Zoom call because right now we're uh, we're doing Zoom and mm. uh, everybody's uh, hair and beard is starting to go a little bit crazy now that you can't go to the barber for uh, while we're dealing with this COVID stuff. But you oil yours or something, don't you? I do have beard oil. You have to. It controls the uh, the flakes and it moisturizes the skin and it holds the whole dang thing together. Okay. Uh, but what was <laughs> funny is uh, the president of our company was calling out people's backgrounds and things like that on the Zoom call. Oh, no. Because we, we literally have had hundreds of people on a Zoom call, right, for meetings and stuff. And uh, he said that my beard looked both rugged and fluffier than usual. Is that true? It's rugged true. and fluffy don't true go together. story. I had people emailing me and chatting with me on the Zoom chat going, <laughs> Rugged Rug- and fluffy. Rugged and fluffy. So, yeah. uh, by the way, that is going that's to- a, That's a new comedy duo, Rugged uh, and Fluffy. I was going to tell you, uh, we have a huge announcement here at the Truck Show Podcast, <laughs> and uh, Lightning and Holman are going to be uh, replaced, and the new hosts are Rugged and Fluffy. <laughs> I don't think so. Road trip is the subject line from Jonathan Lewis. Hey, Homestead and Lightning. <laughs> Homestead. Homestead. Wait, why do you get a normal name? Normally they change both of ours. Uh, no, I actually or just didn't yours. Write it. No, 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 let me reread it. You ready? Yeah, yeah. Just take two. Take okay, two. Here okay. we go. Hey, Homestead and Lightman. Yeah, see, I knew it. That's I what he knew wrote. you were being a big fat liar that lies. All right, all right. All this talk about day trips out of Southern California. I figured you guys 
well, are due for an idea. So let me throw in your way. Woolworth's Diner. We have one. I like it already. I'm looking it up while you're doing this. Where is it at? We have one here still remaining in the fine city of Bakersfield, California. Ooh, Bakos. I attached an article about the company's history, and it includes pictures of the location. I can arrange a truck show sit-in. We can fill the parking lot and stalls with truck guys, square bodies to F-100s. I'll also invite a Mini Cooper, if that helps. No, that does not help. It's a it's a diner. I'm in. I'm looking at this online right now, and this is exactly the type of place I want to go. And uh, Jonathan says that it was great seeing you guys at the listener meetup. Thanks for being essential. Mafia <laughs> John. Oh, and he says at the end, Santa Monica. <laughs> I distorted you there. Pe- you just pegged I just everything. Pegged it. Yeah, wow. I sure. You're usually yelling at me for pegging things. So Santa Monica, I'm, does Ma- Mafia John, was he Santa Monica guy on K-Rock? I don't think so. Uh, I think he's just uh, a throwback to uh, to a better time. So you guys, uh, you know, most people have listened to Howard Stern at one point or another, right? And Howard Stern devotees would call news agencies, uh, you know, morning news shows, and they would tell a what would sound like a factual accounting of an, uh, some news happening. And at the end, they would go, baba booey, baba booey, right? So Kevin and Bean had a version of that on their morning show where a guy would call in all the time, uh, well, once every couple of weeks, and he would – it sounded like a legit story, the call-in topic. He would tell the whole story, and at the very end, this is Santa Monica! And they're like, ah, the whole – that means – and you, you basically – You got got. You got it because yeah. that means the whole story that he just told was, was 100% BS. bogus. Yeah, exactly. All right, got one from uh, Chris Flippin. Is that a real last name? I, I assume so. Okay. Uh, he says, hey, light beer and whole milk. They're just having <laughs> fun with our names, aren't they? Yeah, just funning us. Uh, just wanted to let Lightning know that I was just busting his balls about being whiny. Oh, this is our listener who left the review oh, about Lightning man. being whiny. I'm not whiny. I am occasionally whiny, yes. Okay. I try not to be. But yeah. by the way, hold on, let me finish now, the what, email. By, by whiny, does he mean that I complain, or does it because my Can't voice goes higher no, like no, that? it's you yeah. complaining for sure. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, his whiny rants are part of what makes the show great, and I wouldn't want it any other way. Also, I don't care if he has a truck now. I will continue to refer to him as Truckless because I think it's a great nickname, and I don't want to let it die. Thanks for keeping us entertained during all the craziness. Keep up the great work, and yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. All right. Um, I don't know how I feel about truckless, even though I do technically have a truck now. No, you're you're legit. I'm still looking for a license plate. If I do a uh, DMAX swap you, I on that. I gave you the best plate ever. I'm not. It's pretty solid. Oh, dude. I got to tell you this. I have to tell you this, because it hurts and it's ironic and funny. By the way, you can't order a plate in uh, California? Because the DMV is shut down. Oh, that's right. That's and right. so I can't order my new plate. Oh, you mean they won't even take your order? No, won't even. They, when you you can go all the way through the website to see if uh, if it's, it's available. Taken, okay. And you go to pay, and it says. Eh. So, I see a photo on Instagram. The guy goes, "Hey, what do you think of my new plate?" All right, this is at work the other day. Okay. And his plate is B N K S space P W R. Banks Power. Banks Power. He's a customer? Yep. That's pretty awesome. And I go, oh, man. Would you offer to pay for uh, that? We are. Wait, hold on. Would you offer to buy that plate off of him? I, so that's what I thought about immediately. I go, we're 
idiots. Yeah. How do we own your whole your whole fleet? How do we own an entire fleet of all brand new full size trucks, Uh and not a one of them has any combination of anything even remotely close to the name of the freaking company? Uh And a fan got it. Sounds like a. uh Marketing missed to me. Now, the, here's so something similar happened when I was at KROQ. Some guy sends in a photograph of his plate, space, space, KROQ, dead centered the way I would do it, space, space, right? And I do know you are particular about your uh, spaces. Well, I hate when guys get two digits or three digits or four right, digits. Right, it's not balanced. And it's, yeah, because they visually. don't know that they can order right, half, half spaces. Space, yeah, yeah, all that stuff. So, guy has KROQ and he's in uh, Whittier, California. And I e- I email him, nothing. I text him, nothing. I'm like, dude, I want to buy this. What's it worth? We need to put this. I wanted to put it on the Rock Crusher, my old truck. Nope, no deal. Didn't want to give it up. I guess he had had it since the 80s. Since the 80s. So was it a blue and yellow plate? No, he had changed it. Changed he just the changed update? The, yeah, it was a white one. And I don't know. It was, I was, it was upsetting. He was a fan, but I'm like- No, he, what's upsetting is having a brand new vehicle that you can't even order a damn personal plate for. That's true. That is very upsetting, yeah. let me tell you. The one that got away is a subject line from Justin Moyer, Holman and Lightning. I just listened to the episode about the trucks we wished we could have back. So I decided to represent the first-gen Cummins. Here's my 1990 non-intercooled Cummins 5-speed. I did a lot of work to it to get to this point. I regretted selling it the moment it left the driveway. Anyway, keep up the good work, guys. The show and the jingles are great. Keep mounting those parameters. Yeah, buddy. Hashtag, yeah, buddy. From Justin. So, Holman, take a look at this first-gen Cummins. Uh, would you agree that she dope? Uh, she's got stacks, so uh, <laughs> I'm all about it. Check it okay. out. All right, I got uh, one here from ooh, our old friend, uh, Lieutenant Stephen Hux. You may remember him from such awesome uh, interviews as me going on a nuke sub in Georgia without you. Yeah, I do remember that. Uh, and I do remember his first email was like, my work truck is bigger than yours. <laughs> I do recall it that, was yes. about 340 yeah. feet longer than your work truck. Nope. <laughs> I, I was going to touch <laughs> no. the button. I won't do it. I All won't right. do it. Okay. Uh, anyway, uh, we've kept it in contact, and uh, he's actually about ready to uh, join a new uh, submarine crew. Being, on a new sub or just uh, a new crew on, a new, on an old on sub? On a new sub, and he's uh, got a, a little bit of a promotion. Oh, so really? I don't know. I don't want to uh, violate his trust. I know he's in the active military, so I don't want to give too much away. Okay, but, but it's safe to say we can congratulate him. Yes, so congratulations to uh, Lieutenant Hux. It's good to hear from you uh, via email. He says, Lightning and Holman, without a doubt, the vehicle I regret giving up the most was my 2011 Nissan Titan. I traded in my 2011 Frontier Pro 4X for it when I had my first dad panic attack. The gigantic car seat we bought for our first kid didn't fit in the back seat a week before she was due to arrive. And instead of buying a smaller car seat, I drove across the street and bought a bigger truck. (laughs) Uh, It brought both my children home from the hospital for the first time. It got us safely away from two hurricanes. It also took us on numerous family vacations and military travel up and down the eastern seaboard. Unfortunately, due to the military commitments, I had to trade it in to get the wife a bigger car so she could evacuate for another hurricane without me. I've missed it ever since. Keep up the good work, gents. And yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. Shout out again to uh, to our friend Lieutenant Steve Hux. The subject line from Lars is... Yeah, buddy! Hey, guys, I'm watching the $3,000 Hoopty Challenge on Motor Trend, and I found another yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy! This time by... Guess who? So Hoopty Challenge has got to be... Uh... 
Is it Brian Loans? Yep, Brian Loans is the culprit. You know, what's funny about that is uh, Hoopty Challenge was done for Facebook Watch and was a show that we did with them. And I think we just got the rights back to it so that we could put it on the app. And so uh, if you missed the original shows of the Hoopty Challenge on Facebook Watch, it's now available at the Motor Trend app. Check it out. Okay, wait a minute. We should pause there. Is Motor Trend still like a dollar a month Dude, or something doing ridiculous? A dollar a month deal. MotorTrendOnDemand.com or through the Motor Trend app. Check it out and uh, go see our friend Brian on the Hoopty Challenge. All right. So he says, episode three of the Hoopty Challenge, about a minute and 30 seconds in. Go check it out. Lars, thanks for the heads up. We will bust Brian. And you need to pull that uh, you the audio pull drop. Yeah. Okay. Because the last one was Finnegan doing. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> I, we got to see who wore it best. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Got one here from John Gregg. He says, hi, gents. Been running as normal and been enjoying the show every week. Some better than others, but always five-star enjoyment. That sounds like a uh, backhanded compliment from the man with two first names. I'm okay with it. <laughs> I'll take a compliment anyway. I can get it. All right. He says, uh, this week I found I didn't finish last week's show. I hit a lot of snow and ice on my SLC runs. Remember, I do Team Line Hall. And he says, uh, but on the unfinished show, I hear you say there was a picture of a long bed Silverado regular cab trail boss. Well, the picture I saw looked like a short bed six and a half foot that looks like this pic I've included. What do you think? And, uh, yep, that was the picture we were referencing. And uh, also, yep, I think you're right. Probably not a long bed. So my apologies. Uh, the angle, who knows? Yeah, it does kind of look like a long bed in that picture, but it's... Uh, but now that he mentions it... It's definitely... Portion-wise. Um, it's definitely a short bed. I mean, we're, we're morons. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> just we, we didn't need a listener to point that out. No, to, we knew uh, that. It. Yeah. We, were, we were prepared. Oh, and Mr. Mini Cooper guy showed he isn't a real truck guy. Oh, I like what? this. What? What? Why are you coming at me? He says, uh, he won't drive a truck. He can't recline the seat. Very disappointing. I was like, what the hell? He's a poser. Wants to have a truck to be cool, but has no idea what it's really for. Very disappointing. Hold on. I don't understand what a truck is for because I can't recline my seat by a couple clicks. That's ludicrous. And also very true. No, it has nothing. What (laughs) are you talking about? That's true. Your C20 doesn't recline. No, it doesn't. Actually, and I, it sort of does. As... The seat's so worn out when you sit in it, you kind of sink and sink down and I, back. I sag into it. Yeah, yes. so I, I think that counts. I'm telling you, dude, I have a single cab C20, and I'm happy as a I like, clam. I like how you're like, oh, you know, why are you coming at me, bro? I got a C20. Like, you've had okay. it for decades. Let's say I didn't have it. You fell into it. Let's say I, that I did fall into it. Actually, uh, you fell out of it because the floorboards are, are so uh I can't. My rusted. kid was tripping the other day because he's like, Dad, we're looking at the ground. <laughs> True. Did you get the uh, taillight fixed? Where Because uh, when I saw it last, when you pushed on the brake pedal, both ambers in the front turned on. No, I enjoy that. <laughs> <laughs> no, here's the deal. Like, What does it matter if I if I can't? I mean, I, who cares if I want to recline? Th- that means I don't like, I'm not a real truck guy because I want an extra cab or a, a, a dual cab. What? Yeah. What? Uh, really? Yeah. Go get them, listeners. It's just because I don't want to suffer. Truck show podcast at gmail.com send us letters about how much you hate lighting why would you do that and how much you like holman (laughs) (laughs) no seriously if you guys want to send us some stuff truck show podcast at gmail.com john finishes his letter with so i grew up with regular cab trucks and your choice was a long bed or a short bed which were eight foot or six and a half on a full size so today we have the five and a half bed which to me is useless and i don't consider this a short bed or for that matter even a real truck bed what do you guys think what's your take 
Keep up the good work, Holman and Sound Guy. Cheers. <laughs> Holman and Sound Guy. <laughs> well, you are a good sound guy. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, buddy! <laughs> I would say it's still a truck bed. It's open. It's separate from the cab. Listen, the way trucks are being all muddled well, dude, and confused is he, today. Is he saying that a Gladiator's not a truck? Because I mean, it's got uh, like a five and a half foot bed. This has got a five foot bed. Oh, is it really that short? Yeah. I think it's a truck. Uh, I think it's a truck. Hmm. All right, well, since we uh, are back to defining trucks and we've done the world a service, why don't we end right there? That's probably a good idea. What we would like, though, is for you guys to send us an email, truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. That is truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. The Truck Show, the Truck Show, the Truck Show, oh, oh. And, of course, don't forget to hit us up on our socials at Truck Show Podcast on both Facebook and Gram. Do you think we'll hit 705 five-star reviews in the next uh, couple weeks? Uh, well, we're at like 704 five-star reviews right now, so I'm going to say yes. But you know what? I think it's time for us to start talking about 1,000 five-star review party. Last summer, we hit 500. I'm thinking by the time this whole uh, shelter-in-place, COVID, don't socialize with each other thing is over, uh-huh. people are going to be ready to party. So while you guys are all sitting at home, Listen to the podcast. you got nothing better to do. There's all these phones and devices just hanging around your house. Pick them up. Five-star review. Hit subscribe. Tell your friends. Let's get to 1,000 so that we can all party together. I think we do an away party. We don't do it here at Motor Trend. The next one, we find out where the most populous area of listenership is, and we go to them. How about that? Australia. <laughs> what? <laughs> we have, I know we have some listeners in Australia. That's actually our, our uh, third highest download. But that's for the whole country. UK. Okay. Number two. Okay, but I'm saying let's go to a state. Oh, you mean like within the contiguous 48, or could we go to Alaska? I mean, we could go to Alaska if we had a lot of listeners there, but... Uh, uh, the, the demographics don't tell us where everybody's downloading. It just says the country. So uh, I say we make it easy on ourselves and we figure out... Nope. Here's what we do. All right. It's a raffle. It's a raffle. They email us. They say, come to this address. And we literally pull... Out a name and address, and we fly there. Uh, what if we can drive a truck? Okay, great. What if? How it's... funny if we end up at some bizarro town in the middle of nowhere with it's just... no people? No, no, it's in the a back alley. It's the dude that invited us. It's just us and the dude in his garage. That's it. All right, have fun on that trip. No, I'm. <laughs> what? You know you would love that. Maybe. Hanging out in a garage in Des Moines. That'd be amazing. You don't think so? I didn't say that. Well, you're nodding your head like, stop talking. I'm just well, I'm just watching you <laughs> commit yourself to uh, tra- traveling across the country. I'm going to take a locomotive ride. I am going to fly in a helicopter piloted by Dave Sparks. I am going to go in a mine. <laughs> I'm going to- you got a long list. Uh, no, I'm going to do this. I'm going to- Keep you're, adding to You're it. going to drive me to a listener's house in Well, somewhere. first I'm going to Woolworth's Diner in Baco, because uh, <gasps> that sounds like a great day trip. We are going to do that. As soon Can as, we do as that? Soon as, yeah, as soon as we're allowed to travel again. Can we steal a brand new 2020 Nissan Titan? No. And drive it to, what do you mean no? I want to take it to the, the listener's house road Why trip. Why would we steal one? We just call our friends at Nissan and say, hey, can we borrow a truck for the weekend? We got a road trip. They would give us one? Yeah. Because I want to be in comfort all the way to wherever we have to drive. All right. How about a platinum reserve then? And uh, we'll experience a zero gravity plush leather seating. Only yes. Fender audio system. Yes. The 5.6 liter endurance V8, which has the most standard V8 horsepower in its class. Ditto. Uh, how about that nine-speed transmission? I'm in. And those uh, laminate. Windows. Can I drive? Nope. 
I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you be out? Because I want to drive at least some of the way. How about you go to NissanUSA.com and build your own? No, what? Yeah, just that that way you could feel like you had a, a part in it when you really- are mental. I'm just going to call Nissan and they'll bring me a truck and you can come with me. That's what I'm talking about. Why would I have to build my own? You were trying to steal one a minute ago. Okay. <laughs> I guess so, right? <laughs> we should also talk about Decked. So our friends at Decked. Now we are doing something special with Greg at Decked, which we can't talk about now, but it will be fun. I think you guys will enjoy it. You're always asking for video content. We're going to have some video content for uh, you. My understanding is uh, you'll be able to find some interesting truck show podcast stuff on uh, Decked.com or at Decked USA in the near future. So that should be pretty cool. Okay. We've got to alert them when it's ready. Oh, yeah. We'll let everybody know. And we also want to let you know about Innova if you're looking for diagnostic scan tools for your vehicle to clear that check engine light, to figure out what's wrong, to order parts, to figure out how other people fix the problem. Innova.com, I-N-N-O-V-A. It's like having an automotive technician in your toolbox. Okay, well, Holman, I think uh, I got to get home and do some editing on the show. Uh, You think you can make this one better? Yeah, I'm going to remove all of us. (laughs) 